Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. First time uh, Bruno's made his way into is it these, these early songs. Well, it's funny. This song, um, I like this song, but there's a part of this song that annoys the bejesus out of me. Can you guess what it is, guys? Knowing me the way that you do. No, I can't. <laughs> I, I know because you just told me. Oh, I told oh. you. <laughs> it's a grammar mistake, and it bothers oh. me. He says, um, I should have bought you flowers. I should have held your hand. I should have gave you all my hours. It should have given. I know that I know that it's two syllables and maybe it didn't fit. <laughs> but does he know? Does he know it's given? It's creative license. I guess. Here it is. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> it makes me annoyed every time. But I didn't wake up annoyed. I was singing about flowers. She wants to stop. It's long to stop. All right, stop, stop, stop. Should have given. Should have given all, right, all my hours. I kind of want to get a red pen and correct it. <laughs> <laughs> now he's laughing because he's probably he probably got the red pen back in second grade and says, see, didn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, exactly. He's like, the grammar didn't matter. I still made billions of dollars. Guessing 50 Cent really bothered you a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I read an article the other day that we're supposed to, it's, we're actually supposed to say 50. Because for years, I was told I shouldn't say 50 cents. <laughs> but see, I've had sports versions of this. I may have brought this up before. The Toronto Maple Leafs. That makes no sense. Does it draw it's leaves. nuts? It's leaves. Or be a leaf, like be the uh, Stanford Cardinal. I mean, right. it's like you're either Toronto Maple Leaf or you're the Toronto Maple Leaves. It makes no sense to be the Leafs. Right. You know, I never thought about that. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of it, but It's like gutsy. Remember, for years, they said gutsy, and they said, no, you're supposed to say gutty. Gutty performance. That's right. Are you serious? with the gutsy? Oh, I like gutsy. Like, it's like my better. guts. And yeah, it's... it makes my gut boil. <laughs> well, now here's mine when it comes to sports. You hear this in post-game uh, comments all the time. We showed some resilience. We, we showed resiliency. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I always uh-huh. thought, uh-huh. isn't it you showed resilience? Because uh-huh. if you say, you don't say uh, we showed perseverancy. You, you show perseverance. Now, if you look it up, you're going to see both versions of it. But you hear people. <laughs> you saw me the, googling. I did. <laughs> He's getting a red pen over there. But I don't know why. But when you hear it's almost always in sports. They, you know, they we, we showed great resiliency. But it seems to me like if you, it should be we showed great resilience. Yeah, resilience. Well, why the C? You're just adding an extra, an extra, an extra syllable for no reason. So that's mine. 
Anybody else? John Moore? We all have uh, one. Mine was Gutsy. Gutsy. So. Gutsy, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. John Moore already gave his. Almost as if John wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> what do I have to have, like, multiple? Do you need... I, I have another one. In the, uh, conju- I don't want any more, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> the conjugation of the verb drink. You know, it's drink, drank, drunk. Uh-huh. And you should say, I have drunk that before. But people say, I have drank. And and people say I have drank so much that they think have drunk is wrong. Because I said have drunk at a meeting once. Not that I was drunk, but I have drunk things before. <laughs> you were drunk. You were drank. <laughs> and the person looked at me and laughed. And I was like, what are you laughing at? They're like, ha, ha, have drunk. And I was like, that's correct. It's drink, drink, drunk. Wow. And they say pass that drank over here. Pass Please. that drink. Pass I'm that all about- drink, actually. <laughs> I'm all okay with that. Like, pass that drink. Drink. <laughs> But that's another one that really gets my gourd is drink, drink, drunk. You have gave me an idea. Oh! <laughs> Fun with grammar. I have a diagramming sentence book in my bag as ha- we speak. I have no doubt that it's you a, have that. It's just, a workbook. Just yeah. in case like an incident breaks out and you need to clarify something? No, it's just like if I'm sitting at the doctor's office or something and I'm bored or if I don't want to be bored, I take my diagramming sentence book in and I'll, I'll it's a workbook and I'll just diagram. I, I'm surprised there's not an app for that. Like I'm surprised there's not I'm an sure app, an app where you can pull up on your phone and just diagram sentences to your heart's. I complete. have not found that. Do you know how hard it was to find a diagramming sentence workbook? I looked and looked and looked. I also wanted a grammar, kind of the grammar that you're taught in 6th, 7th, 8th grade. I wanted a grammar like textbook so I could go back on the days when I was thinking like what was a predicate nominative? Nominative. And then, and I or a predicate adjective and go back and look at the definitions and stuff and and have um Gosh, workbook I just sentences. Had really bad flashbacks when you said that phrase. Like direct objects and indirect objects and go back no. and look at all the definitions. No. I need a chalkboard for that. I can't do that. Oh, see, I I want that. I want that in my life. If someone has a textbook out there that's left over from school i want it how are we friends (laughs) i mean my my daughter not too long ago uh is this what you do your little girl trips yeah we diagram sentences together (laughs) with red wine (laughs) my daughter's in college now but but in her junior or senior year in high school one night she was doing quadratic equations oh yeah and i remember thinking oh my like that's the one thing that i think that would be worse than having to go back and diagram sentences all over again is quadratic equation equations but i know, loved quadratic I'm equations i'm sure you did i <laughs> i went back in my adult years this was in my 20s though and got a, one of the um, gre books like the workbooks to figure out how to study for the gre and one of the things was relearning quadratic equations <gasps> It was so fun. I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about all these rules. And I would kind of like to go back to geometry and learn all of the theorems again because I loved solving geom- geometry problems. I loved that process, like the theorem test, the statewide theorem test we had to do in ninth grade. I loved that thing. If I'm nostalgic, I'll go back and, like, uh, play old video games that I played when I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, this is – what you're saying to me was was treacherous enough the first time around. I don't want to go relive it. Oh, I was a dork. I kind of dug some things. No. I mean, there were other things I was like, yeah. We're talking about, uh, you know, semantics and, and grammar. <laughs> you were – it's not you were a dork. You are. Once a dork, always a dork. Wow. <laughs> current, current tense. <laughs> I like limericks. Oh. I like haiku. <laughs> See? Now, see, I can diagram me a haiku. That that That's like short attention span theater. I can do that. You could diagram that? I, I, that would be the length of one I would like to Let me. To. I'm going to get my workbook out and see if there are any diagramming haikus. You're going to look in the index and see about diagramming haiku. Diagramming haiku. You have haiku. to speak in a haiku for the rest of the morning show. <laughs> I want a textbook. I want a grammar textbook. Does anyone have but, one? But then I found out last <laughs> week that it has a certain, uh, uh, what do you call it? The meter. The meter. And I didn't know that, so I probably would do it wrong. 575.
that means you're going to have to, you'd have three lines because you'd have to diagram each line as its own sentence. That probably. would mean I'd have to think. And what I loved about haiku is I didn't have to think. Oh, well, you were doing it wrong. You require me to think. <laughs> oh, that's what, I, hey, but, but, that's what I thunk. <laughs> oh. Ah, yes. 613 on News Talk 1110 WBT. When we come back, the puzzling gap between how old you are and how old you feel. Oof. There's actually, was that fan? I heard yeah. Pam go, oof. I was wow. like, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to hit hard. <laughs> you can't do this, boy. But my pride says, oh, yes, you can. I ain't as good as I once was. That's just the cold, hard truth. <laughs> I still throw a few back. Talk a little smack when I'm feeling bulletproof. So don't double dog dare me now. Cause I'd have to call your bluff. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Yeah, that once. <laughs> How old do you feel when that once happens? <laughs> That's what I want to know because. I want to talk about the puzzling gap between how old you feel and how old you are. I found this article in The Atlantic, and I loved it because it spoke to my soul. As Bo was just saying, the title, The Puzzling Gap Between How Old You Are and How Old You Think You Are. And the article was written by a, a woman named Jennifer Senor, and she said that she, she got this idea over Thanksgiving when she asked her mother how old she was, she says, and I quote, she did not pause, she did not look up, didn't even ask me to repeat the question, which would have been natural given that it was both syntactical, syntactically awkward, and a little odd. We were in my brother's dining room setting the table. My mother was folding a napkin, 45, she said, without even thinking. Her mother is 76. So here in the article, it says, why do so many people have an immediate intuitive grasp of the highly abstract concept of subjective age? It's called when randomly presented. It, it's called subjective. <laughs> I just gave that the wrong inflection. <laughs> subjective age, it's called. That was an aside. When randomly, <laughs> who are you talking to at this moment? She's diagramming sentences. Right I feel here. like she left us, and so she's just talking to herself. <laughs> it's a one-woman show. <laughs> Three of us are just staring at you, like, yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Why do I so often just go off the rails without we're, meaning to? We're, we're testing Beth's one one-woman show that she's going to take on the road. <laughs> yes. It's not going so well, guys. <laughs> Stay tuned at six twenty. Diagramming sentences. Um, it's called subjective age, by the way. <laughs> oh. When randomly presented, it's bizarre if you think about it. Certainly most of us do not believe ourselves to be shorter than we are or taller than we are. We don't believe ourselves to have longer noses or smaller ears than we actually have. But when it comes to age, we have a different version in our heads than is chronologically true. And I started thinking about that. If somebody asked me how old, how old do you feel? I would immediately, without even thinking, I would say 25. Mm -hmm. Right there with you. And Eight. then I see myself in the mirror, and I'm startled. <laughs> well, so here's where I come down on that. I just finished uh, skiing this weekend. When I go out on the ski slopes, I ski the same way that I skied 20 years ago. In your brain? Well, or No, no it, I, I do. I just can't do it as long. 
Like I can go out for three or two or three runs, oh. whereas when I was younger, I would stay all day, yeah. and I would want to stay all day. And your hips and knees wouldn't burn. And it, it, they don't even burn when I'm doing it. It's it's oh, like uh, the next morning. Looking. It's like it's to me, it all comes down to how much do you hurt the morning after what you do? Because I used to water ski a lot too. Yeah, and I don't really. really? I don't. <laughs> I don't water ski anymore, uh, really ever, because the 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 pain on the other side the next morning when I wake up and use muscles that I don't usually use yeah. it's so bad that I'm like is it even worth it oh no see for me it's a little bit different in that I believe that I can do all of these things like I was with my niece and she was doing cartwheels she's like she calls me Aunt Bea and she says Aunt Bea can you do a cartwheel I'm like of course I can do a cartwheel and I like threw out every groin that exists <laughs> in my body and maybe like six other people standing around me. I, I couldn't do it anymore, but my mind totally believed it was completely easy. And then as I was sore for like three days after one cartwheel, cartwheel. Because when you think about it. That's a good story, guys. But now, but now, you, now you wouldn't try it again, right? Well, yeah, I would because I think my brain would tell me, well, this time you'll get it right. Oh, because okay. I think most people, as they get older, think they can still do it. And then when they actually do it, the pain that is associated with it or not even being able to do it or, like I said, hurting afterwards prevents you from ever doing it again. Yeah. I, I, the summer, we were in the pool and my nephews were doing like weird dives and they wanted to do a backwards dive. I was like, I can totally do a backwards dive, guys, off of the <laughs> diving board. And so I stood there and I was like, I can totally do this. I did the backwards dive, which um, kind of resulted in a back flop. And then my eardrum burst. <laughs> so technically, you could do it. Yeah, you did it. I did it, but it wasn't because I have pictures of me when I was in middle school and high school doing backwards dives, and it's this graceful, like perfect arch in my back, like a gymnast might look. <laughs> this looked more like somebody threw me off the diving board. But I? I think that's what it comes down to. Like, uh, I guess there's a certain point in your life where you can't do it anymore. But I think there's a middle period where we are right now where there are things. Like, you can think about it and do it. And Like like this weekend when I was skiing. Um, when I was younger, you know, it, I, I would use upper body muscles. And, you know, when, you're, when you have to ski where it's flat and you have to use... What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at your, you're acting this out for me, and I'm enjoying this process of watching you. But I'm sitting here right now. With your pole, your ski poles. And if I move, I've got, I was sitting last night with my wife on the couch, and I'm like, God, my, when I get up, my uh, abdominal muscles hurt so badly right now. And from skiing? From skiing, because you know, where you're, the times where you don't have a downhill slope, it's either flat or you actually have to go uphill a little bit, and you got to work those muscles to, to, plane in the snow like it, trying to get on the ski lift yeah it doesn't hurt when you're doing it but man does it hurt afterwards now if i was 25 years old it would it would not hurt while i was doing it or afterwards but now it's the it's the effect of what you got to pay for on the back end so we need to work on your core is what you're uh, what you're telling us can should we do planks in the commercial break should we see how long we can hold planks i think we just need to prevent me from going on future ski trips do some kip-ups like uh, Tony Marino. Like Tony Marino. Yeah. Somewhere in Florida, Tony's doing the kip-up now. Yeah. He was all about core. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It's all about, all, that's Tony Marino, all about core. Cigarettes, well, coffee, and core. <laughs> we never got to how old you think you are, Jim. We'll get to that. I'm 14. Mentally. <laughs> Not physically. WPT. They need cameras in the hall for the breaks. They really do. Oh, we caught it on our phone. <laughs> Wait, no, you did not. Uh, <laughs> did you? Oh, please tell you me you did. did. 
<laughs> Social media is everywhere. <laughs> Share that with me, Jimbo. <laughs> It'll be on a TikTok later. Well, we did not. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm out of breath from this. I am too. I'm out of breath. I'm, I'm having to kind of <coughs> compose myself. Well, so we had a caller during the break, and if you were not with us during the last segment, we're talking about this article, uh, the puzzling gap between how old you are and how old you feel. Am I saying it right? The Really, how old you are. Well, it, just, it literally just left my page. Um, how old you are and how old you think you are. So a variation of what I just said. Yeah, yeah. Like in your brain, you still think that you're 25. But your body is not agreeing with you. And I was talking about skiing this past weekend because that's not something I do a lot. Uh, I do it less and less. If I do it at all, it's once a year. So I just finished doing that. And now as I'm talking to you right now, I, I can move and I feel certain muscles that I haven't used in a while. Yeah. And uh, we had a caller off the air who called and said to Bernie that she <laughs> – now I'm going skiing. This little woman said she, she just decided to skip. As in, like, skip down the hall. Well, she was, I think she said she was teaching a Sunday school class, and the kids in the Sunday school class wanted to skip. And she was like, yeah, sure, let's go. Let's try to, we'll just skip together no, through wait. the parking lot. Not like skip the class like I don't want to go to the class. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no. that's, the, that's the kind of skipping I'm talking about. Like the, <laughs> no, the actual act of, how would you describe, if you had to physically describe skipping, where you push off with one foot and then jump to the next foot and you push off with one foot and then jump to the next foot. Is that how, was that how you would? Pretty much, is yeah. That it? Is that <laughs> You're kind of bobbing down the hall. <laughs> so, For those of you who didn't know what skipping yeah. was. <laughs> People are confused. What is the skipping they're talking about? <laughs> so you and I immediately went to the hall and started skipping. <laughs> we skipped up and down the hall. It was because they were holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But there was nobody in the hall. Like like I like if Ramona had been walking down the hall or like T Bone or Mac or somebody, who knows what would be said right now. They uh, thought I'm sure they would think that we were absolutely crazy. But you and I did the entire length we of the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, in my head, when I heard the caller ask if we could skip, I thought, yeah, of course. Of course I can skip. No biggie. And I went out there and I skipped and I did it, but it was not easy. It was not as easy as I remember skipping being. I thought it was pretty easy. <laughs> I did braggart. Uh, <laughs> I want like the skipping braggart. <laughs> what, what was so hard about skipping? I mean, it just it didn't feel. I I remember as a kid, I probably could have skipped from here to to Albuquerque, and it would have been absolutely fine. I don't know why I would have been going to know, Albuquerque. That's a long way to that's where shit. Bugs no, Bunny no. always went. Albuquerque. <laughs> yes, he did. If we did that, we'd be hurting. Yes. Yeah, we, you yeah that would hurt anybody. Yeah. But it, I could feel the skipping in my hips and my knees when I was just out there doing it. And it probably doesn't help that I'm in jeans and boots, but it, you, I could feel the actual motion. It didn't feel like this freeing thing that it used to feel like and i i i'm sad actually because skipping was delightful when we were kids i guess i should 704-570-1110 when's the last time you legitly skipped exactly when was it i mean i knew i just did it in the hall but, <laughs> yes. but before that when was the last time that you skipped and i think the world would be a better place maybe if we just skipped more Again, if you're just walking in the room, not skipping like the activity, like skipping is the activity. Skipping, the, like, the actual physical motion of skipping that kids do. Like, what if we all did just grab a friend at the mall <laughs> and skip between stores? Don't you think we'd all be in a really great mood? <laughs> the world would be a better place. <laughs> you kind of have to have something like this when you're skipping, right? You don't, like, skip to Metallica. Well, I think you could. Yeah.
You'd look cooler, probably. But think about it also. Skipping's not that different than running. Like, I, I, I run, jog, jog. <laughs> it's it's not that joke. different. It's just a different uh, foot motion. Well, except you're, well, you're pushing more using, like, your calves and... I mean, it's the upward trajectory of the skip that I think is what's harder now that we're older. It's the pushing up of the of the of the body. Because I'm going to guess the lady that called. She said she was teaching Sunday school. Is that what it was? She said she saw kids at a Sunday. School. She saw kids and she wanted to mimic what they were doing. Okay. Yeah, that could get you arrested. I think, yeah. Actually, in some states. Can you skip? Jim, you need to go actually try I'll skip this. skip the next break, yeah. Try this in the hallway. Can we do it during the segment? <laughs> yeah, John we're trying Moore. to get out of here. How about a good gallop? <laughs> I could do a gallop. Gallop's yeah. easy. That works. Well, yeah, I mean, when was the last time you put, like, a broomstick between your legs and, like, <laughs> ran around like you're riding a horse? You know, and galloped. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time? This is going to be the greatest show in the history of man to actually isolate out-of-context <laughs> yes. clips. When's the last time you took a broomstick? <laughs> I'm fresh out of broomsticks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, like, when did that end? When when did our imaginations get so boring that we couldn't pretend that a broom was a horse? That you don't skip down the hall every once exactly. in a while. Exactly. But aren't you in a better mood right now having skipped? Next segment I won't be because I'll be hurting from it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it at recess today. Yes. Uh, we are going to talk about LaMelo Ball eventually. But, you know, when, when a yeah. caller calls in and wants to talk about skipping. If LaMelo had skipped instead of ran, that's a good or in this case, he was kind of just somewhat stagnant when he yeah. uh, broke his ankle yesterday. If he had been skipping in practice, his ankles would have been stronger. Right. It's one of those injuries where they didn't know it was an injury when it happened. Like the, if you listen to the play-by-play, and I have it from last night on FNZ, uh, it sounds like a routine play, and Gordon Hayward finished it, and then all of a sudden you come back from the break, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, he's in the locker room. Mm-hmm. So It's not uh, unlike the injuries we just received mm-hmm. in the hallway skipping. <laughs> when we come back, you're going to say, oh, Bo is in the locker room at the moment <laughs> because uh, he skipped a little too hard. A little too hard. On top of the ab injury, he suffered skiing. So. That's right. <laughs> Could be a while. As they say, I'm day-to-day. <laughs> WBT, where business talks. Presented by Ram Pavement. All right, 10 before, 7 o'clock here on News Talk 1110 WBT. You know, I forgot to say one of my favorite words yesterday. <gasps> I had all this, I had five hours yesterday, and I never got a chance to say it. But let's see what the market did at the close on the penultimate day of February. Aww. Stocks picking up as durable goods orders fell more than expected in January. And that signaled to traders that rate hikes could slow. But another economic indicator showing strength. Pending home sales surging 8.1% in January. That's the biggest gain since June 2020. The market's now anticipating three back-to-back quarter-point rate hikes that would lift the Fed funds rate to 5.25% by mid-June. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. Everything in the green on the final day of February as far as the futures markets are concerned. Dow futures up 61, S&P futures up 8, NASDAQ futures up 28. Here's an interesting notion. Now, uh, I I don't so much uh, pay attention to uh, the ups and downs of the tooth fairy market much these days in my house, but uh, there have been many, many times over the years where I'd be more attuned to this. According to Axios, even the tooth fairy isn't immune to inflation. The value of a single lost tooth is at a record high. The average gift for a tooth from the tooth fairy is uh, now reaching... $6.23. $6.23. That's up from 5.36 or 5 bucks and 36 cents in 2022. Now I know uh I mean these are averages but but did you ever did the tooth fairy ever leave you like uh like loose change like in addition to a dollar? 
Like, I, I got a quarter, I'm sure, at one point along the way, but did you ever get, like, 536? Yeah. <laughs> I got $5.14. <laughs> I never even got a dollar. I mean, I got a quarter and maybe a penny thrown in there. My my grandmother had cross-stitched. Did y'all have Tooth Fairy pillows? They had cross-stitched a Tooth Fairy pillow, and it had, like, a picture of the Tooth Fairy on it and, like, a little poem, and it had a pocket and you would put your tooth in the pocket on the pillow. And you grew then... up in a Disney movie. You did. <laughs> that is exactly Nobody right. Nobody else has the. You're you... skipping. You have crocheted pockets in your pillows. With wait, y'all did not have tooth fairy pillows. I had no. a pillow that I slept on every night, yeah. and then the night that I lost the tooth, I just put it underneath that pillow. Well, how did the tooth fairy tooth fairy get it out from under your head? What does that have to do with the kind of pillow? Well, because the Tooth Fairy pillow was just like a little decorative pillow with a pocket, and you'd put your tooth in it, and then you'd prop it on your nightstand, and then the Tooth Fairy wouldn't have to wake you up to get the tooth out. So you have Tooth Fairy accessories, or we, you did? Yeah, my grandmother <laughs> cross-stitched it. It, was, wow. it had a little Tooth Fairy in a blue dress with a little crown on, little sparkles, and it well, was a pink pillow with ruffles, and it had a cross-stitched pocket. Actually, now that you say that, that makes a whole lot more sense, because when I was a kid, I would always wonder, how is the Tooth Fairy going to take care of business here and not wake me up? And how is she not going to smother Underneath your big gigantic pillow, because the tooth fairy is the tooth fairy. Why do you keep calling the tooth fairy? <laughs> <laughs> because you lost a tooth. It's <laughs> a tooth fairy. <laughs> the tooth fairy had some trouble <laughs> getting it under my thought goes a pillow. I don't know, but I've done it twice. <laughs> Her name was Perry. <laughs> now, First name. She's Perry L. Tooth Fairy. Back, back to the numbers, the whopping 379% increase from 1998 when a lost tooth fetched $1.30 on average. But again, $1.30, that seems high to me. I mean, literally, I had a little quarter in the pocket. So wait, you never got paper money from the, from the tooth fairy? No. But I always did wonder how she carried the quarters because she's yeah. so tiny. How did she carry a big old heavy coin? According to a well, if De- Santa could bit down the chimney, anything's possible. That's true. She's magic. Delta Dental's 2023 annual poll released ahead of National Tooth Fairy Day today. Which Did you is know that? Today. This is a day? It's a day. National? I'm going to make y'all tooth fairy pillows for per- Tooth Fairy Day. From Perry the Tooth Fairy? <laughs> Perry. You've got to be doing it now. Perry L. Tooth Fairy. <laughs> now, it's not a day unless uh, Tushar Saxena and, uh, what is it, uh, Papa? What's his name? Don John, what are you talking about? Uh, Papa let's see, Fritz. Let's see if uh, if this uh, CJ Papa is his no. name with Fox News Radio. I wonder if wonder if this actually made his report today. It's February 28th, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. Today is Tooth Fairy Day. Oh. I have to tell you something. I was wrong. The Tooth Fairy is real. Dwayne The Rock Johnson starring in the 2010 comedy Tooth Fairy. Children generally have 20 baby teeth that they will lose to make room for a permanent set. Also on this day in 19... 19- okay. Well, he didn't, th- he didn't say anything about the inflation, but it is it is National Tooth Fairy Day. So it, it would seem that if you if you wanted to lose a tooth, this would be the day to lose it on. Yeah. Because, or actually last night would have been. Or maybe not because the Tooth Fairy might be taking the day off because it's National Tooth Fairy Day. <laughs> and so you'd have to wait a day yeah. to get your cash for your tooth. What uh, are the regulations of Tooth Fairy Day for Tooth Fairies? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do they go to Florida? Do they go to the beaches? They like should. Their spring break? <laughs> Delta Dental said that the poll uh, for Tooth Fairy Day has typically mirrored the economy's overall direction and tracks with the trends of the S&P 500. I mean, well, you know, she's a smart lady, the Tooth Fairy. Do they take crypto? (laughs) In Tony Marino's house, they do. They're mining crypto. That's exactly right. 
the, the South had the highest value of a lost tooth at $6.59. That's 14% increase from last year. The average in the West is 6.25. That's up 53% and two cents higher than the national average. So uh, 20% of children are receiving money and something else like a physical gift for each tooth they lose, according to the survey. Did anybody in this room get something other than a money? gift? No. Well, never. No, money only. Well, the tooth fairy always left me a letter on teeny tiny paper. <laughs> of course, of course, the tooth fairy And it was fairy written did. teeny, teeny, tiny. It was a little tiny piece of uh, like square paper and it was written teeny, 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 tiny. You and still have these? Probably somewhere. I still have my Tooth Fairy pillow, so I bet that I have some of the Tooth Fairy letters. And it was just like, thank you for the, you've been taking beautiful care of your teeth. And you know what's really sweet? Um, the Tooth Fairy gave the um, teeth back to my mom. Uh, and whenever, after my mom passed away, I was, I got her big jewelry box and I, I brought it to the house and I was going through it. And I found this little heart-shaped box and I opened it up and it was all of our baby teeth in the heart-shaped box. Wow. Is that weird? Is that creepy? No, that is. Uh, I'm just, I'm just processing everything you said. So you got the teeth back. You have a separate pillow that's got a pocket in it that was sewn specially for by my grandmother. And so you only do that on mm-hmm. on nights when you lost. It's like your your regular pillow gets no love here. No, this was just a decorative pillow, like a little throw pillow with a cross stitched little message and a tooth fairy on the front and a little pocket. And you would put your tooth in the tiny little pocket. And then when you'd wake up, there'd be a letter and a quarter. And the tooth There's would be a, gone. There's a itty-bitty mailbox where she got these little tiny letters <laughs> with little bitty stamps on them. And then uh, she would take her quarter and skip down to the corner and buy something sugary, right? No, I would buy a bologna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> a fried bologna sandwich at the, the, it was like the G&G, the G&G grocer down the street from our house. G&G, G&D. Anyway, bologna. Real quick, John Moore, what's the most you thought you ever got for for a tooth in exchange for a tooth? How much money? Maximum would have to be a dollar. A dollar. Yeah. Same Zoki? Dollar. Beth? Quarter. Quarter? Bernie, did you get money for lost teeth? Yeah, I would probably get... Because you're the youngest in the room, so I, you should be higher than any of us. I feel bad. I've, I've gotten $5. Five dollars? What? For a molar. For a molar. <laughs> Your teeth must be huge. We used They're to give massive our, teeth. We used to give our kids five bucks, too. Five what? bucks? Five yeah. bucks? Now, now, look. The, the, the you're highest, notorious tightwad. The, <laughs> <laughs> the no. highest area is the Northeast, where $7.36 is what you can fetch for a tooth right now. $7. Well, so according to this, if we keep on this track of upward tooth pricing, mm-hmm. so according to Delta Dental, by the year 2048, kids are going to be getting $30 for their teeth. Nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all just all looked at me like I just said nah. so like that, a bad word. So that's how you got the gold teeth. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110 WBT, Tuesday, February 28th. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, the Zoke, the John Moore, the Bernie. All hands on deck, and as you heard there, Charlotte Hornets... Boy, uh, five wins in a row. I mean, at any point this season, that would be a major, major story. But here on uh, Tuesday morning, it feels like a loss because of who you lost in the process. And uh, LaMelo Ball is uh, out indefinitely. And here uh, is how it happened last night. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like anything big, but you do hear Sam Farber on the Hornets Network say one particular thing about LaMelo in this play, and then we'll, we'll get to it here. Hello, around the Williams screen, back around it again, lost his footing. 
on his back. He'll throw it to Mark Williams, who whips it inside. Gordon Hayward follow-away jumper is good. Give the assist to the big man, Big Mark. Gordon Hayward now has 14. All right, so that was uh, how it sounded. That's the play where he fell back, lost his footing, and then they went to a, a commercial break with the timeout, came back, and then uh, talked about uh, what happened as they were away. Hornets up by 18, 9.26 left in the third quarter. While we were away, LaMelo Ball walked down the tunnel to the locker room, not assisted, but accompanied by members of the medical staff. Matt Carroll, what did you see in the preceding play? Yeah, it looked like he just maybe turned his ankle or just kind of, you know, moved weird. It looked like his lower body. So I'm going to say maybe hopefully not one of the ankles that have been sprained throughout this season twice already. So we'll probably get an update shortly here. But did look good. Anytime you see LaMelo go down, that's never a good sign. He just has some tough breaks this year with the injuries, you know. Especially a game like tonight. God, 18 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, having a fantastic night already. He did walk down the tunnel under his own power. He'll be replaced in the lineup by Dennis Smith Jr. He was replaced. He did not return. And so uh, the worst news you could get is not sprained. It's broken. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, look, we don't have an official word about whether he'll be back this season or not. But the team is well out of playoff contention. They win the fifth game in a row last night, 117 to 106. But um, if you're looking for any, any bright moments in a season that's had a lot of low moments, this is uh, the last thing you wanted to hear last night. I'm going to go on a limb and say he's not going to play this season. Mm -hmm. They're not in playoff contention, as you said. Uh, he's their star player. It's just risking if he's even capable of coming back. I don't know if you can come back from a fractured ankle that quickly. Probably not anyways. But it's just uh, he's had three left ankle sprains. This is his right ankle. Oh. Uh, he got a fracture in last night, and he was, um, again, no physical contact. He was just kind of dribbling behind his back and just, like, went to the ground. And, and where previously at first sprained ankle, remember, he stepped on a fan's foot and things like that that kind of turned his – Ankle and things kept happening. Unfortunately, this was just something where he's by himself and his other ankle goes out. So 23 and a half points per game, eight and a half assists per game. And uh, they were, on, as you said, a five game. They are on a five game winning streak playing their best basketball of the season right now. So that's really disappointing. And uh, Steve Clifford said afterwards, it's just one of those seasons where just, you know, the, the usual Gordon Hayward injuries and some other guys being hurt and so forth. It's so it's so sad. He must have, I mean, for it to be the way that it looked, it, I feel like he must have had maybe a slight injury or something that just got exacerbated by how could be, he yeah. landed. But the good news is maybe that he walked himself into the locker room. You know, he was able to put pressure on it. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, I'm no doctor. No, I don't know either. But it's like um, long term, you just wonder because of that four ankle injuries uh, this one season. You know, is this just a, um, you know, Certain players have certain, you know, things that happen, whether it's a knee or if it's a foot injury. You know, some have been taken out by foot injuries in the past and so forth that recur. Um, concussions certainly are another one that, you know, have recurring injuries. So we will see moving forward, I guess, you know, what LaMelo can do with his career. Cause he's such an outstanding player. But what makes him special is just like his quick twitch and the way that he plays yeah. and that's what kind of makes him special in that way so hopefully he can fully recover like you uh, said jim i think uh, i think most hornets fans would say shut the guy down for the rest of the season get him healthy uh because if it is the kind of thing where this happens in a in a play that does it's not obvious when it happened and maybe it is related to those other situations then get the guy healthy and, and, and get set for next year you're eight games out of 
of even being in the play-in race. Uh, the Hornets are 20 and 43, 14 out of 15 in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, and, and Lonzo Ball, for what it's worth, his brother just was shut down the other day uh, playing for the Chicago Bulls, and he hasn't played in almost a year. So mm-hmm. uh, the Ball family right now, it's uh, not good times in the NBA, but um, you just got to hope that the Hornets can uh, get things together. And, I mean, look, they're going to have a, a, what you would think, although in the NBA it's not the sure thing it is in the NFL with the, the, the lottery picks and the, and the ping pong balls and all that stuff, but you would think the Hornets – uh, will at least have a shot at a decent pick, and maybe just maybe next season they can put this all together. I just hope that by the time we're done talking about LaMelo Ball, uh, at least his Hornets tenure, that it's not one of those eras where you feel like all the things that almost were but never happened because right now he's a great player on a team that's not good, and hopefully he'll still, he'll still be a Hornet at which time uh, he has a team around him that they can actually make some, make some noise. It's a town filled with ankle injuries. All three quarterbacks had high ankle sprains for the Panthers this year. LaMelo Ball's had four ankle injuries this yeah. year. So I think there's um, there's something on with our sidewalks and our <laughs> our streets and buildings are not level. Something's going on in this town. Or maybe we need to design better shoes for our it Charlotte athletes. It could be athletes. the shoes. That truly could be, in this case, it could be the shoes. Like what shoes are they wearing? I feel like I want to make a better shoe. I hate saying stuff I don't know 100%. I believe he's Puma. Yeah, he is. So uh, Lamelo's Puma. Puma. I'm not blaming the Puma industry. <laughs> I'm just saying that whatever shoes may not be the right thing for him for what well, he's doing. I mean, we remember the whole uh, thing with Zion That's Williamson several years ago. Blew right that, through his shoe. That Duke Carolina game where uh, so I, mean, it, I it's, forgot about that. Just blew right out of his shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, Duke North Carolina. He was skipping, Carolina. you know, when that happened. <laughs> he was skipping. That's right. <laughs> Stop skipping, Lamelo. Unbridled skipping came right out of his shoe. Duke in North Carolina, round two, Saturday night, right here on WBT. And as we're going to break. Uh, also worth mentioning, uh, everybody's been talking about the new-look Lakers and LeBron James and making that run, <laughs> and he said the other day that these are the most important, what, 24 games of my career. Uh, now LeBron James in the game on Sunday afternoon where they came back, uh, injured his ankle. He's out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make some shoes, guys. I'll be back. You're going to make some shoes. I'm going to go figure out some shoe stuff. In between making uh, Tooth Fairy special pillows. Special Tooth Fairy pillows. Mm-hmm. You've got some work to do today with the old sewing machine. Hobbies <laughs> and crafts. News Talk 1110 WBT, Tuesday morning, final day of February. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman. Looks now like the end of the uh, Alec Murdoch trial will be somewhere in early March. Uh, Looks like we're getting close, but uh, even though the defense rested yesterday, one of the biggest things we learned was that the jurors will take a field trip to the site where the murder happened. And before we get into some of the uh, further details of uh, what we learned yesterday, let's recap it for you. Uh, Queen City News' Riley Benson on day 26 of the Murdoch trial. Alec Murdoch's brother giving emotional testimony as recalled cleaning up his nephew's remains from the walls and floor of the feed room. I saw blood, I saw brains, I saw pieces of skull. I thought it was my something that, that I needed to do for Paul to clean it up felt like it was the right thing to do. I felt like I owed him, and I started cleaning. And I can promise you, no mother or father or aunt or uncle should ever have to see and do what I did that day. John Marvin Murdoch says as he did that, he spoke to Paul and made him a promise, one that he has not yet been able to fulfill. You know, in my mind and out loud, I told Paul I loved him. I told him. I don't know. I just, I, I loved him and, and I promised him that I'd find out who did this to him. Have you found out? 
I have not. Defense also calling forensic experts on their last day of witness testimony, a forensic pathologist, to explain why he believes Paul's fatal shot was a contact wound to the back of his head. To me, this is a contact range gun, uh, shotgun wound to the top of the head that caused extreme pressure buildup in the head from it being contact leading to these types of fractures. Also taking the stand, a crime scene expert who introduced a two-shooter theory for the defense. My opinion is the totality of the evidence is more suggestive of a two-shooter scenario. The individual who shot first with the shotgun minimally was stunned, probably blood and material in his eyes, and maybe have been injured and, and would have taken some degree of time to recover. It's not as if they could instantaneously suffer that drop the shotgun, run to wherever the AR, uh, uh, the blackout rifle is, pick that up, and then, and then in, in any kind of a, a reasonable time period, engage in uh, a meaningful assault. Prosecution working to discredit the defense's experts, calling into question the basis for their conclusions. And Dr. Ringer performed the autopsy here? Yes, ma'am. And she performed an independent autopsy? She did. Um, did you perform an autopsy of either of the victims in this case? I did not. So you haven't seen the report that identified those as Paul's footprints? Definitively identified as Paul's? No, I did not. You only saw the reports the defense wanted you to see. Now, Judge Clifton Newman granting the defense's motion to allow jurors to take a field trip to Moselle to give them a better understanding of the crime scene where the murders took place June 7, 2021. That likely won't happen until after the state has rusted with its rebuttal case. Reporting in Walterboro, South Carolina, Riley Benson. So that happens uh, today. And by the way, I, I said uh, that that was actually day 25. Today is day 26 of this trial. But uh, one of the biggest headlines out of yesterday, obviously there, Beth, was uh, the idea that the jury is going to go to the murder scene. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the circumstances of that, I know that uh, Dick Harputlian uh, took issue with the, that notion because uh, the, the scene looks a bit different now than it did uh, you know, back then. Uh, obviously, you heard the testimony there about it being cleaned up, but uh, it's, it's more overgrown now. And there are even reports over the weekend of people— uh, you know, uh, taking selfies from yeah. the site and I guess uh, trespassing. I, yeah. I don't know what all the circumstances were there, but uh, again, going to the site is one thing, but uh, uh, how much is that going to uh, help them in deliberating their final decision? now versus what it must have looked like then. Yeah, well, this is just speculation on my part, but I would imagine since the defense brought up the idea, they had the witness on the stand um, who suggested the, uh, the, the two-shooter theory, mm -hmm. um, my guess is the jury probably wanted to see the distance maybe to, to get a physical visual of the distance between um, the, the body of Paul and, and the body of Maggie Murdoch. Maybe they just wanted to get a sense of, of you know, knowing that he has now admitted, Alec Murdoch has now admitted that he was there um, at the kennels just minutes before the murders happened, as, as we found out because of that Snapchat video from Paul's phone, um, and what it would have been like for him to get back to the house. I mean, all of those things, you can hear mm -hmm. those that kind of testimony, but to see it visually, I think is probably a different feeling because it gives you a sense of distance. You know, you we don't necessarily think in terms of, of actual distance. If you're not a, a visual thinker in that way, I would imagine it's it's about figuring out how to see what these experts have has te have testified about. And then 
now that the defense is resting, the prosecution is bringing back, um, according to the latest article that I've seen, four to five other witnesses, I'm sure, to try to dispute this idea of a two-shooter theory. I'm sure they were going to try to bring an expert witness to talk about the different kinds of guns that Alec Murdoch owned, um, because according to most testimony, he did own both styles of guns that were used um, in these murders. I, I, I would imagine that that is what they are going to attempt to do with those next four or five witnesses after this jury visits the site. The lead prosecutor, Creighton Waters, said that he believes that the state can get through uh, all of these remaining witnesses by the end of today. So if that's the case, uh, and we don't have an exact time as to when the jurors would uh, take that field trip to the property, but um, if if he can get through uh, the remaining witnesses today, then uh, I guess it stands to reason that perhaps tomorrow or Thursday, because they've been talking about this trial possibly uh, going to the jury by the end of the week. Yeah. Um, and and maybe I mean I don't know how long. This is the part of the conversation we get into with our legal analysts like Bill Graham uh, and of course uh, people who've been following this like uh, like Matt Harris as to how long it will take the jury to deliberate. Yeah, and that's always a sign of of the jury knowing everything that they were going to discuss once they got into the room. But as Brett Winterbull has said with us in our discussions about this case, he, they only, the defense only has to turn one juror. Mm-hmm. That's it. If it feels nice, don't think twice. Yes. Shower the people you love with love. Show them the JT Manoa, I want to amend this song a little bit. Shower the person you love with love and show yourself the way it could feel because this is something that is 95 million views strong on TikTok right now. It's called the Everything Shower Trend. I'm so freaked out by this, guys. This is from Allure Magazine. Yes. There is a correct order for everything that you do in the shower. (laughs) There are rules, guys, for showers, and it's overwhelming. I got tired just reading through this. And so, first of all, the everything shower trend means um, involving and incorporating a full range of rituals before, during, and after the shower, including exfoliating, deep conditioning, shaving, and moisturizing and there's a correct order to do them all first of all i love i can't you can't you always do the ai voice (laughs) well i just love that james taylor's playing in the background first of all first of all how often should you take an everything shower not every day apparently which feels stinky to me but that means like hair masks the exfoliation stuff those things are not meant to be done daily. So the everything shower that includes like the, the full-on exfoliation, like the hair mask that you leave on for 10 minutes. I know you guys do not do hair masks. Do hair you? mask? Have you ever done a hair mask, any of you? Seven minutes, probably. No, <gasps> no I'm completely Oh, kidding. I was going to be so <laughs> proud. I was going to be so proud of you. 
that only you should only be doing hair masks once a week, guys. Once so stop doing it I've every day. Never heard day. the term hair we, mask. We should uh, stipulate that this is not saying that you should only take one shower a week. It's only <laughs> it's that you only need to do the everything shower once a week, yeah, right? Yeah, meaning all of the things, all of the everythings that you are going to be doing. And ladies, you guys know what I'm talking about. This shower that requires so much work because you have to shave your legs. And my legs are long. It takes a while. I thought you were saying my hair. <laughs> my legs are hairy. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought you were saying the same thing. No. It takes I am me. like a gorilla. It's a... <laughs> no. <laughs> my legs are long. And I wanted to do that laser hair removal thing for my legs, but apparently it doesn't work on blonde hair, and my, my leg hair is blonde, and you can't, so I can't, I couldn't laser it off. You sound like a commercial for showering. <laughs> Guys, have you ever tried to? <laughs> Laser hair removal doesn't work on blonde hair? Mm-mm. Why it is does, that? It doesn't work on blonde hair or gray hair, apparently. It only works on dark hair. So if you have, like, dark <laughs> I'm hair. I'm screwed, then. <laughs> yeah. Blonde and gray. Everybody, everybody just we all have We all have dark hair, so we're all out. And for that reason, I'm out. You guys could laser your legs. The whole train just stopped at the notion of John Moore having laser hair removal. (laughs) On his legs. (laughs) Hey, guys. I can do live reads. John Moore here for the laser hair. But but there's another part of this. Yes. There are rules for how all of this should work. Which treatment should you use before your shower? I did not know there was a before shower treatment, and I, I feel really sheepish that I didn't know this, but now that I know this, I still don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> listen to this one. Before shower. Isn't that just you're standing in a towel? Well, I always weigh myself or something before the shower. You stand in a towel before the shower? Yeah, I don't put my towel on before the shower. Well, what I mean is, like, for for, for guys, the before shower stuff is uh, you, you take your clothes off, then you get in the shower. Well, yeah, that's my before shower. I take off my pajamas because I shower. I like to shower in the morning. Definitely and a key. I, take clothes off. We're on board with that one, right? Yeah. So that's rule number one, guys. No, listen to this. And if I ever saw one of you guys do this, it would be weird, A, because I don't know why I would be in your bathroom with you. But, B, it seems way not cool. You should be dry brushing dry brushing before the shower. And that does not mean brush your dry hair. Or your teeth. Or your teeth dry. You shouldn't do that either. That'd be weird. It's a process that includes massaging your body with a dry, stiff, bristled brush to stimulate blood flow before getting into the shower. Who's a good boy? It sounds like a dog comb. Like. A metal bristled no, well, I hope it's not metal. Did I say just metal? stiff, stiff bristles. Why did I make yes. it into metal? Stiff bristles. Got to be stiff. Stiff bristled, dry brushing that you should be doing before you shower. Why? I don't. It's ex, it's supposed to be like a a heavy exfoliator. It's supposed to be great for your skin. And it, it they also recommend that as you dry brush your body. And I don't know if this is the same brush. And this is from somebody here in Charlotte, um, who owns a, a salon here in Charlotte. You should also dry brush your hair along with it. So are you brushing your body with the same brush you brush your hair with? And then and then, and your then teeth? You... <laughs> I would have to get up at 1230. We would never sleep if we did all of I this I feel like before. they're just trying to sell us dry brushes. I well, so. I agree with that. And then after you have effectively dry brushed your body and your hair, then there's another rule. When you get in the shower, there's apparently a rule of what you should be washing first. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> exactly. Is that size or what? Um... <laughs> you guys. No. No, I have long legs. No. Oh.
What are you talking about? I'm exfoliating. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. I feel like if you did that dry brush thing, she talked about like your bathroom would be just littered in yeah. skin dead cells. Hair. Vacuum every yeah. day. Yeah. Skin yeah, cells right. and funk. You know, John You'd Moore, have to vacuum like before you get in the shower. John John Moore <laughs> seems to know a lot about exfoliation. And, and Pilates, just and ask Pilates. me. Yeah. And laser treatment. And laser hair removal. 743 on WAT. Talk about uh, maybe the most interesting segue to Pam Warner of all time. All right. <laughs> Do you dry brush? Pam? Do I? No. Have you ever heard of this? I had no. never heard of it. Absolutely not. I have never heard of it. Right? I, I, I don't even know where to buy a dry brush. <laughs> the dry brush store. I thought you said that lady in Charlotte sold them. <laughs> she does. What's and I'm go- not sure that I would have time to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the the everything shower sounds like it takes about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the shower be dirty the again shower. by the time you're done. <laughs> I mean, the real the real issue here is is the water bill. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, uh-huh. definitely have a high one of those. Mm-hmm. Crossing the streams. Brought to you by Window Nation. Upgrade your windows today at windownation.com. We cross the streams twice every weekday. Once at uh, 7.50 and then at 5.05 in the afternoon. And you know what we do. We talk to Brett Winterbull on his show and he talks to us on our show because it's the it's the bookends of the WBT day, essentially, uh, the drive times. And we always like to pick the brain and see what's going on with uh, with Brett Winterbull. So uh, happy last day of February. I know. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm not a February fan. I'm very excited about March. Uh, and um, <laughs> I, honestly, if I rank this, if I rank the uh, the months, Fe- February is like down there with it's down there with like September. I just <laughs> wow. I was I was so I was, arbitrary. I, was, I, was tr- I was tracking with you until you said September because I am of course a September first baby. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love that. Yes. Uh, you, your birthday and of course the start of World War Two. So I mean yeah. that's a uh, that's a huge that's a huge deal. <laughs> uh, I am completely with you on February though, and and February. and I was thinking about this. It's interesting you say this because I was driving into work today. And I'm thinking to myself, does it not seem like Groundhog Day was like two years ago? <laughs> It does, and yet February is the shortest month of the year. Uh-huh. That's so. right. That's right, and it goes on for four months. Yeah, it's That's like February 900th today. This is why, exactly, this is why I have I've just skipped right into summer. I'm in a summer mentality at this point. But you, you raise an important point about the uh, the whole February thing, right? You look at the Groundhog Day. Remember when he saw his shadow? No, he didn't see his shadow, so we had six more weeks of winter. No, right, he, I think he did see it. So He's, that's bit, why we have six more weeks. We he, have six more weeks because yeah. he saw his shadow. See, yeah. I can't even. It's February. I can't even keep up with this nonsense. <laughs> so, so think about this. It's only like March sixteenth or seventeenth that spring is supposed to start. Well, here here it comes, and it's already been summer. I love this place. I will tell you, uh, I'm I, February to me. Unless it's like uh, the years where we have the Olympics, then it, yeah. then it's kind of got some a diversion. Oh, the Winter no. Olympics. The Winter yes. Olympics. But no. when you get to March, Oof, you realize awesome. we got we got Duke in North Carolina. Oh yeah. On on Saturday night, and yep. then the the ACC tournament the following week, and then the That's NCAA right. tournament, and then the Masters. I mean, once you hit that sort of ramp up. Then it really is almost like a ramp up to the summer. Well, and then the next thing you know, it's July, Mm -hmm. and then it's Christmas, and you're like, "What happened?" Yes. And then you're like, "It's almost February again." (laughs) Have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed that the holiday season really starts in August at at Halloween? Mm -hmm. Well, you could you could you could throw a little August in there, but I would say Halloween all the way till the uh, Daytona 500. I mean, that's really the holiday season. Well, in my birthday. When's your birthday? January 9th. Yeah. Well, that's right in the mix. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, Christmas, yeah. too. But that's dry January, <laughs> and that's a whole other challenge. 
Speaking of uh, speaking of challenges, you and I on your show have talked about this student loan forgiveness uh, yes. thing um, over and over again. It's mm-hmm. a Supreme Court weighs fate of Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. That's happening today yes. up in Washington, D.C. What do you see? Where do you see the Supreme Court falling on this? And I, there are protesters both for and against yeah. this on the Supreme Court steps, as you would imagine. Yeah. Where do you think this um, more conservative Supreme Court is going to fall? Uh, I, I would think that they would say Congress has to uh, pass a bill that forgives all the student loan debt. You can't do it if it's attached to the, the COVID money or whatever justification he's, he's using uh, in that regard. Um, however... I do think the Supreme Court is very nervous that they're going to be attacked again like they were after Dobbs. And so I think you've got a really big thumb on the scale now uh, for any controversial decision that's going to go in front of the Supreme Court because uh, they're, they're afraid they're going to get attacked again like they did uh, uh, last time around with Dobbs. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go, but I do know this. I wish these decisions like this would come out immediately rather than languishing for, you know, four and a half, five months until you find out what the story is. But uh, um, I, 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 could, I couldn't guess this one, honestly. What's coming up on the Brett Winterbull Show today? Uh, we're going to uh, take a look at um, the fallout for a particular news organization um, as a result of the lawsuits that have been filed. Wow, so wow, wow. I can't wait. Bo and I were texting about this actually mm-hmm. last night. I kind of went off on a, on a, on a tangent and on a mm-hmm. rant about this. So we can rant about it when I call in tonight at 5 o'clock. That's correct. It's going to be fascinating. Be there or be nowhere. <laughs> but we hope you're there. We hope you're there. But be there. But be there. What was it? NBC, NBC there. Be there. Dry brush. Yes. <laughs> so you were listening. You were listening. I listen all the time, 24-7, 365. Are you highly entertained? Uh, I think it, do, you, do, you, do you take everything showers? Uh, yeah, I, I shower multiple times a day because I can never be clean enough. I, mm-hmm. If I have a, any possibility of being stinky, I take a shower. Uh, but I don't put I don't I don't dry brush my uh, my, my nude body. And that, that would make me feel very nervous. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I just I don't want to like slip and fall and then hit the hit the and the here come the paramedics. And all I got in my hand is a dry brush. And they're like, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Nothing more to say after that. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. saying it's going to take uh, maybe an extended amount of time for the new everything shower that we should all be doing apparently according to allure magazine you uh you mentioned this last hour and right on cue we're getting uh phone calls and uh, texts and i just uh, by the way had somebody uh jenny who listens to the show a lot text me says ask beth what the hell is a hair mask <laughs> right <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Well, I will explain. She the, said WTH, by the way. So. The hair. What the hair? The yeah. hair mask is a deep conditioner that often you put on after uh, you have shampooed. You'll towel dry your hair, put in the conditioner, usually with a wide tooth comb, comb it through, and then clip your hair up and leave it on your hair for anywhere from five minutes to an hour. If you want real deep conditioning, you kind of walk around with the hair mask on for a while while you're doing your chores, and then you have to get back in the shower and wash so, it off. So the thing with the, the towel on the head wrapped up, that's actually, that term for that is hair mask. No, oh. it's a product. Okay. It's a product. It's a deep conditioner. I, I don't what you're put, talking about, Bo, is called a towel. That's called a towel. <laughs> that's just a towel. <laughs> <laughs> or a turban. I, I, you, know, a you turban. do those little towel. They have those squeegee turban towel things that are designed maybe, only for your head. But I, I thought maybe that was a, a word for the process. Oh, no. You don't okay. put a towel over it because that would soak out all the product. Ah. You just towel dry it, put the product in, comb it through, and then you just go about your – I usually clip mine up with a clip, and then you go about doing whatever business you're doing, and then you go back into the shower and wash <laughs> it off. I'm thinking about how much of our audience doesn't even have hair. <laughs> and the How about a nice scalp massage? And the, and the ones that do, like Jenny's, like oh, that's what, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean what is the towel. I meant. Yeah. So, Sorry, so that Jenny. that is apparently the hair mask is apparently part of this everything shower that you should be doing once a week, at least once a week, where you pre-exfoliate before the shower with what is known as a stiff bristle body brush. Mm -hmm. You brush your body, get in the shower, yeah. and then there are rules when you get in the shower. Do not, according to Allure magazine, wash your face first. Because then when you wash and condition your hair, the soap and conditioner could get on your skin and clog your pores and cause breakouts. Here's my suggestion. I'm a double washer. I wash my face first, and then I wash my hair and my, my condition my hair, and then I wash my face again. So it's like a double wash, a double face wash. Why don't you just do it at the end? Because if I've if, if I'm showering and I have makeup on, I don't I want to get all the makeup off first because otherwise like the mascara and stuff gets in your eyes and it burns. Double so you, wash. You double I, I'm a double face washer. It feels like taking the dogs to the groomers. It's a uh -huh. lot going on. It is uh -huh. a lot. Well, that's the whole point of the everything shower. So the first thing that you should actually do in the shower is wash and condition your hair. And then, according to Allure magazine in the everything shower, you should then exfoliate your body, even though you've already body brushed Again? your body. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You apparently you're supposed to use a body exfoliator, like a, one of those cream rubs with the beads or seeds and stuff in it. Mm. Then you shave. Oh, the micro beads. Micro beads. Yeah. Look at you, John Moore. I've seen that. And then <laughs> you've seen it. I haven't used it, but I've seen it in the store. <laughs> you've seen it. <laughs> hey guys, he got it at his laser hair removal place. <laughs> they sell it there. Yeah. Um, then after you exfoliate and shave, then you're supposed to wash your body again too. And then There's your a face. lot of redundancy going on I know. On well, so that's the everything shower. So that's supposed to happen once a week. But I have something even more fun to, uh, to add. After you get out of the shower, you're supposed to lightly towel dry your body and leave yourself a little bit damp and then put moisturizer all over your body. And having a damp body helps your body more effectively soak in all of the moisturizer. I would be late to work every day <laughs> if I did all this stuff. It's like a greased pig, too. Yeah. Kind of slippery. Well, see, I think that it's just, I think it's a racket. They're just trying to sell us a whole bunch of products that we don't really need. But we haven't gotten to the thing we were going to talk about, I right? No, I'm waiting for the, where's the, the, the food item? Yes. Okay, so here is the other, the other story that we are going to get to. This is apparently the other thing we should be doing in the shower. This has nothing to do with the everything shower. This is a TikTok trend, and I really want to know if anyone has done this. Please call me. Five, call me. 
<laughs> just slide in my DM. I literally just almost gave out my personal phone number. 570-1110. 704-570-1110. This is a Huffington Post article. Why are people eating oranges in the shower on TikTok? This is a new TikTok trend. The great smell of citrus in the room. Can I? But can I read you how the article starts? Just because I've, I've I've now I've now enlightened you about hair masks. The article begins: from hair masks to cold rinses, people incorporate many different shower rituals into their routines. But a particularly interesting one has caught hold on social media, and it's eating oranges in the shower. The concept is simple: you turn on your shower, grab an orange, get in, start peeling, and then eat your fruit. Why? Phone drop. But why? Why? Exactly. It doesn't give the why. We need the why. There are no reasons. People just started doing it on TikTok. This goes all the way back to 2015, apparently. Somebody, for no reason, ate a shower. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) ate an orange. For no reason? (laughs) Ate an orange in the shower. shower, Oh. And then it went viral on TikTok. That account doesn't exist anymore, but now a Reddit thread exists, and people have been doing it over and over again, and this trend has exploded on TikTok, and people are saying online, like, it looks so refreshing and delightful. Why not grab an orange and eat it? in the shower. Now, here's... I usually have a bowl of soup. (laughs) (laughs) What about a tangelo? I have some tangelos. The easy easy peel oranges. Let's morph our conversation from a couple of days ago. How about some ribs? (laughs) Yeah, ribs would be good in there. I mean, sticky fingers get washed. Wouldn't need a paper towel then, would you? So here's the thing. I... I, 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 there are yeah, a lot of things. Exactly. 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 Uh-huh. There, so oranges are, if you eat, I love oranges. If you eat oranges, they squirt, they get sticky, you get stuff kind of on your hands and face. Yeah. So the shower is a clean place to do it. But what do you do with the peel? What do you do with the peel? What eat do you do with the peel? You got to eat them because they're healthy for you, right? Wait, eat the you peel? Eat orange orange peel. I wouldn't eat the peel. Orange. Some people do. It tastes like Nobody does that. bitter, bitter, bitterness. But, but there's no reason that... That we know of to eat the orange other than to say, I'm eating an orange and the water is coming down. <laughs> well, was it to make it smell citrusy or something in the well, shower? Well, it does do that, but people are suggesting that it's incredibly <laughs> relaxing to have your shower and your orange. Can I tell you what I do? I just get in the shower and stand for like 10 minutes. You wash? You pretend to wash? No, but I mean, who? But no, I, I, I ultimately wash. But I'm, I, I'm, you said you just stand there. Well, for the first 10 minutes. Then the, then the second 10 minutes, you know, then. No. I, I, I do. There's some days where I go and I'm so, I'm feeling so not wanting to do much. I, I don't want to go on with the day. I want to go back to bed. So I just sit there under the shower and just sit there for like 10 minutes. And they're like, okay, now i got to start washing. Well, okay. Okay. Well, then you kind of would, you would. Benefit from the orange eating in the shower because it's supposed no, to I be. Don't, I don't want to multitask. I want to stand there. <laughs> well, well if you're just, just standing there anyways. It's it's supposed smoke to be. Smoke a cigarette. They're saying it's like a, a sensory, an, a sensory experience. So it's kind of like you just standing with your head under the shower, like you feel the warm water and it's just running down your body, mm-hmm. and you're just thinking about not wanting to be in the shower. Not want to bother with an orange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. Let's all do this today. Let's go home, home and eat oranges. Well, I really do want to know. Yeah, let's all shower for the first time. Has anybody ever done the orange thing? And did they Be- see it on TikTok? Because here's an idea. If you want to smell citrusy, get some citrus 
scented shampoo, shampoo or body wash mm-hmm. at Bath and Body Works. But what do you do if you have eaten a shower? Why I'm not I on mean, TikTok. I think China's just messing with us again. If you so. have <laughs> eaten an orange in the shower, what do you do with the peel? Where do you put the peel? Because are you just dropping it at the drain? Oh, it's going to yeah, clog your drain. Stomp it down the drain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's going to get caught in your drain <laughs> hair. And then you're it gonna, makes your drain smell good. <laughs> and then you're going to have a tub, not a shower. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Flush, right. it. Yeah. Flush, Flush it. Flush it. <laughs> where, that requires getting where, out of the Where sh- are you having said shower? <laughs> yeah, what kind of shower are you taking? All right. Traffic check here at Bam Warner. All right. Uh, traffic definitely not as relaxing as possibly eating an orange in the shower, although I prefer a glass of wine, but that's just me, your fruit, my fruit. WBT. Hello? Hey, Jerry, guess where I'm calling from? World War One plane? I'm in my shower. Well, you know, I'm trying to get out of the shower sooner, and then I ask myself, why? I mean, this is where I want to be. So I got a waterproof phone, I shaved, I brushed my teeth, and I ordered a pair of chinos from J. Crew. <laughs> when are you getting out? Yeah, I'm not. I'll see you later, buddy. Gomez, you're not listening. Jerry likes the naked. Just some of the things that she does when she's naked. <laughs> Calm down, and on your side. Jeez, hey, hold on a second. I gotta pull up. I'll call you back. Yeah, tomorrow we're gonna do the whole show from our showers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from each of our separate homes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. No, not, we're just going to... One shower together. Not the group communal shower that's downstairs, right? <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a shower downstairs? There used to... Because I know at the TV I station know. I used to work for, and Beth used to work for the same one, there was actually a shower downstairs. Remember yep. that one? Yep, yep. I there never, were showers. I, I was so terrified that one day I was going to have to use that thing. There were, when I worked at WCNC, there was a shower in the um, in the the women's bathroom, uh, which was also uh, people think TV is so incredibly glamorous. The women's bathroom was also our makeup room, <laughs> <laughs> so you just go in there to enjoy the uh, the bathroom. I think it's while a lock, it's a locker room. <laughs> putting on your uh, makeup much. for TV, but there was a shower in there as well. It did kind of look like a locker room. Well, and and uh, at the uh, at the other TV station we worked at, there were actual lockers in the bathroom, so it seemed like a locker room. Oh, we didn't have lockers. That must have been a dude thing. Must have, no, no, I, I, <laughs> I know for a fact they're in the, the women's bathrooms because they talked about it. Oh, did they? They must have added them. I had no lockers. Oh, okay. I had no lockers. Only again, that was another place that the makeup mirror was just next to the bathroom stall. So you just went in and <laughs> put on your makeup while <laughs> everyone else was doing their business. Uh. Yeah, Every, well, it's not glamorous at all. Good morning. If you're just joining us, uh, we've been talking about showers today. That's a good reason to take oranges. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I still yeah. don't understand. Um, for that matter, like I, I I know people who have those shower radios, you know, the waterproof radios. You can listen to music in the That's shower. That's the first time I ever heard you, actually, on the Bo Thompson Morning Show was a shower radio at my uh, – I was staying at my brother and sister-in-law's house for the holidays, and I heard um, they had a shower radio, and it was tuned to this station. And look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have actually listened to you in the shower. You have no idea how naked people listen to our show every day. <laughs> well, see, the shower radio thing is, is – uh, awesome. I even know people who have TVs in their shower. Oh. Ooh. Oh, I I've Next never level. seen that. I know one person wow. who has a TV in their shower. Or not like in the shower, but but so you, on, the, right. on the wall so you can see oh, it from the shower. Okay, I've seen that. Okay, okay. I've seen TVs in the bathroom, but I don't feel okay about TVs. I mean, I know that the people can't see me who are on the TV, <laughs> but just having... <laughs> So Just in case. You're sure how that works, though, right? <laughs> so, it's, it's a one-way dynamic. <laughs> so, 
But but there but there are other eyeballs in the room, and so that feels like they're watching me. It feels like they. So can right see now me. you're being watched by four more people than we thought you were. Ah, well it's yeah. fine though because I'm clothed right now, but mm-hmm. I'm naked in the shower. That mm-hmm. feels weird to have somebody's talking head like blah 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 while I'm. While you're being I'm seen there. by Sarah French right now, <laughs> and Al Conklin. <laughs> But you know, seeing somebody's talking head, but but when you had the radio in the shower, somebody's talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time I met you, I was in the shower. Well, that explains everything. <laughs> With her hair mask and exfoliation brush. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I've never, believe it or not, being the radio guy that I am, I've never had a, a shower radio before. Oh, well, they're delightful. A lot I of pe- always have the radio. Holiday gift shower. idea. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I've got an idea for your birthday now. There you go. I And, and I, I've never eaten anything. The whole orange thing, I still don't understand. I don't know why you'd want to eat anything at the show. Yeah, I, I'm not a, I don't know why you want to eat stuff while water is spraying on you. That now, just seems bizarre. I will. I have been known. In fact, uh, I did it a few days ago. Uh, go on a run, come back and, and, and take a shower and take a, a bottle of water with me. In the shower? Yeah, actually Gatorade. And drink it while in while I'm in the shower. Did the water get in the shower? No, Gatorade? because you don't hold it where the in the stream of the of the water. How big is your shower? It's like pal- he's got a palatial shower. <laughs> There's a table over there. A, <laughs> he he a... sits down and enjoys his Gatorade. <laughs> WBT. Hey golfers, join Narrowway Productions for Narrowway on the Fairway coming March 20th. It's a charity tournament. It'll be a scramble at the private Firethorn Country Club. Register your team today at NarrowwayGolf.com. Corporate sponsorship still available as well. That's NarrowwayGolf.com. Brett Jensen will join us in the final hour today, as he does on Tuesdays. Governor Pat McCrory tomorrow on Wednesday. David Chadwick, Bill Graham on Thursday. And, of course, Charlotte's Most Beloved on Friday. Mick Mulvaney joined us yesterday. You can catch uh, that interview uh, in its entirety at WBT.com in the podcast section. I wanted to get to this, and I have a feeling that when Jensen gets here, he's going to have some thoughts on this because Jensen is one of our, uh, well, I mean, he, everybody knows Maggie, right? His dog. He talks about Maggie all the time. I've heard about Maggie. I've never met Maggie. Oh, I've met Maggie. She had a little scarf on. Mm hmm. Little pink. Should we tell people it's a dog or? Oh, oh, Maggie's is a dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're all talking like everybody knows who Maggie is. Maggie's a dog. That's a good point. Maggie is, is Brett Jensen's dog. Does Maggie know Mabel? I do not T-bone's know the answer to that. T-Bone's dog. They should meet. There is a Florida bill that would ban dogs from sticking heads, their heads, out the window. Yeah. A new bill uh, would mean no more joy rides for your dog if this is the kind of thing that you do. I, I, I was riding down the road the other day, and, um, well, I'll get to what I saw in a minute because it's not this. And I don't have a problem with the dog's heads out the window that doesn't bother me as as much as something else does but i have a small dog you have a couple of small dogs mm-hmm. do your dogs do the window thing oh my dogs love a car ride more than anything in the world and my bigger of the two chihuahuas just cannot get enough of the wind in his face you would think that he has just won billions of bits of kibble or something it's just the greatest thing in the world to him and this particular bill says that joy rides for fido and my dog's not named fido but and that's the basic name or, or, or wait <laughs> i did it again. time out for one second i did because it again does anybody actually know or have you ever known a dog actually named fido i've never met a nope, fido not one time <laughs> or rover never uh-uh. yeah never maybe in a cartoon yeah i've been a mom yeah like why is that the go-to <laughs> name <laughs> What? I don't, Fido, Rover, 
and Marmaduke. 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 Why are those the go-to names? But a bill moving through the Florida legislature would forbid <laughs> dogs from sticking their heads out of the car windows. Get on point, Bo. <laughs> in addition to a host of other measures, um, it's an animal welfare bill that's sponsored by um, a lady who obviously is into animal rights. It, it extends, like, they're saying dogs can't extend their heads or any other body parts. I don't know what else a dog is sticking out the window. Um, they also can't, dogs can't be in the front seat according to this bill that people would be fined if their dogs were hanging out the window and if their dogs were in that front seat area which I had to take a deep breath there. I've, I've heard, you know, I've heard a lot of discussion about this. You remember how we used to sit in the front seat as kids when we were growing up, that we were always in the front seat? Like it was the rite of passage. You fought with your siblings over who was going to get the shotgun seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now kids can't sit in the front seat until they're a certain height and age and weight because of airbags. So the same is true for dogs. And that's what this bill is about, that if dogs are in the front seat and like sitting on your lap, if you were happen to get in an accident, the airbag could injure or kill the dog. Um, so they're wanting to make this particular bill is wanting to make it illegal for dogs to be in the front seat. And then apparently it can be dangerous for dogs to hang their body parts out of the window. But, you right. know, dogs are dogs. So you could put them in the back seat, but they may not stay in the back seat for yeah. the whole ride. And you can't really... Well, they have that they have seatbelts for dogs now, like these seatbelt harnesses that yeah. you can hook into your backseat seatbelt things. True. Um, but this bill is is moving in the direction that would require, in the same way that that we you know restrain young children in back seats, that you do that with your dogs. Well, you you brought up uh, the fact that so many of us used to. You ride in the front seat and not wear seat belts. And you remember when Britney Spears got all that uh, negative attention because there was a picture snapped of her when she had young kids and she was sitting and the and the I guess her her son was sitting on her lap while she was driving. And yeah. I, I don't think either one of them were wearing a wearing a, a, a seat belt. Yeah, and they were in a parking lot somewhere. Yeah, I don't think any of us listening right now uh, would do that anymore. No. I mean, it, it wouldn't. I, and I have. I have teenage kids now, but having uh, had young kids, uh, they were always in their, their car seat. They were always restrained. And I always thought to myself, we, we never paid attention to these rules as much. Our, it's not that our parents didn't care, but the, it was just a different time. Yeah, yeah. And, and we didn't have airbags. We no, d- my parents actually did not care. <laughs> and well, it was a different time. My mom roll. I mean, speaking of dogs hanging out the window, I apparently, as a child, I liked to hang my head out the window, and my mom apparently rolled my head up in the window, and I was, you know, back there in the back, like she couldn't hear me screaming because I was screaming out the window, and my older brother was in the front seat, and he was like, "Mom, mom," and she was like, "Shut up," because <laughs> we were just, you know, had been fighting, and here I was hanging out the back. Choking. So she didn't know you were hanging out the window. <laughs> she didn't know I was hanging out the window. She just rolled me up in the window. But what I was getting at is that I think that <laughs> like if it. I if I had to guess right now that most people listening still do, you treat your pets the way our parents used to treat us. In other words, there aren't yeah. like my my, my dog uh, will ride in the front seat. She'll ride in the back seat. She'll ride on my lap. She'll crawl around while we're driving. Yeah, and that that is. I think for most people, no big deal. But if you think about it the way you think about your kids, this is what this bill is trying to move people towards. Yeah, this bill would require that your pet be restrained with one of those seatbelt harnesses in the back seat mm-hmm. or in a crate, in a, in a, in a car <clears throat> crate, in the same way that you would put a child in a car seat. I, I mean, it's all about 
the safety of pets, keeping pets alive. Now, I did see something the other day, like two days ago, I saw this, and I hadn't seen this in a while, and it involves a car and a dog and a way the dog was traveling, and it bothered me because I've never liked this. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back. And if you want to weigh in on this, too, 704-570-1110, this bill in Florida would like uh, like to see dogs and cats, cats, uh, restrained. <laughs> what? It never works the same way when you think about cats. You know, cats are like curled up in the... I just... It's like dogs and cats. Cats. <laughs> hey, hey, this is a... Cats I, have to fend for themselves. Yeah, they they want you to restrain your cats, too. My yeah. wife says it every day. How did... You, you used to be a cat guy. Were you? I, wow. I was growing up, but then I married her, and now we have we have dogs. We don't have cats. I don't even know you now. I yeah, know. That's so cute. It's another... It's a former life. Former of... Former... Of my nine lives. We have so much to get into, actually, in this next segment now. All right. Uh, and then Brett Jensen and uh, Maggie, his dog, are no doubt going to weigh into this. See how I fine-tuned this and planned this of when he's going to be here? So the Florida bill that is moving through the legislature there would forbid dogs from sticking their heads out of car windows and uh, some other measures along with this that Beth was talking about, about how you have to restrain your pets when you're in the car. And uh, so I said going into the break that there's something I saw the other day that uh, I don't see it very often. But when I do, I always think to myself, "Okay, that's that's to me where you cross the line a little bit. And I guarantee you uh, someone listening is going to say, oh, I do that. And it's okay because. But I was riding down the road and I pulled up behind a pickup truck. And in the pickup truck, there was like a Labrador retriever or that size of a dog. Like in the back? In the back. And they're and then, you know, the light turned green and they're going and they're going, you know, 40, 45, 50 miles per hour. And the dogs in the, the bed of the truck unrestrained, just walking around. So no leash, no, no leash. harness, nothing, uh, no nothing. And that that bothers me. Not because uh, look, I, I I'm not speaking about this from experience. I have I have a small dog, so we would never put our dog in. the. But I've seen this over time. I mean, it's not the first time I've seen that. Um, but every time I do think about it, I, I think about what if somebody rear-ended the, the truck? Or what if what if the dog saw a squirrel at the intersection and jumped out of the, and jumped into the intersection? I just that goes through my mind. And I, I so when I think about ways to restrain your pet and, and I, again, said in our last segment, I am not somebody who's putting seatbelts around my dog. My dog will run around in the car and go places with us. And I would venture to say that's the norm. But. Uh, this Florida bill doesn't want it to be. Well, and there are people who get people who get upset about, including this senator who proposed this bill in Florida, who they, they get upset if a dog is sitting in the front seat in the lap of the owner. There are people who are very passionate about this, and they believe that that can be dog abuse because they think that that leads to potential injury if there happens to be an accident or something like that. My dogs absolutely love car rides, and they're mm-hmm. tiny little dogs. They don't sit well in the back seat on their own. Um, because they think they're people. They absolutely think they're people, and they believe that at all times, in the house, in the car, no matter where I am, they believe they are meant to be on my lap. That is their job in life, is to be on my lap. So let me turn it around the other way, because uh, they are they think they're people. Yeah. And a lot of people would say that dogs are just like members of the family. They're like family members the oh, way kids are. Yeah. And, and in your case, you don't have kids, so these are your these kids. These are my kids. Absolutely. Now, now uh, no, most people, most parents would, would not even think of letting their kids under a certain age now sit in the front seat. 
Yeah, uh, I think you can't. I think it's illegal if, if, if under certain ages, certain weights. You can't sit in the front seat. And I think uh, that I, I, I'm right about this as I say this. I mean, it, it, it's an it's you're outside of the norm now if you again, like Beth said, you're breaking the law if you don't. But but let's just talk about what you do when when. The law's not looking into your window. Uh, most people res- would restrain their kids, would never even think of having them unrestrained under right. a certain age, right? So if if, uh, if you treat your kids that way, why wouldn't you treat your dogs that way? Right. Why wouldn't you treat your pets that way? But, I mean, think about uh, when we were growing up, when we were kids— seatbelts hadn't even really become a law yet. We used to sit in the way back of the station wagon and there we had a station wagon that didn't have the, the fold down seat. It was just this wide open space mm-hmm. and we literally lifted the carpet that was in the back station wagon and when my mom would go around curves or go down hills, we would slide <laughs> around that back area. No, carpooling. I mean, when I was in elementary school, we had a carpool, and we had like seven kids, and you couldn't, you had to do the seats that way because you couldn't fit. You yeah, couldn't fit there were, no, and there weren't enough seatbelts for all the kids who were piled into a car. And then don't get me started on uh, the cars, the station wagons that had the the seat that was fa- all the way in the back, but facing the back, facing window. the other mm-hmm. way. Yeah, we weren't even cool enough to have that seat. We just laid down in the back. Mm-hmm. But, so I mean, back then, if when they started talking about restraining your kids and car seats and all of that stuff, it was the same kind of discussion that's happening right now with dogs, where people are like, "What? My kids? They I just throw them in the back. We go to the grocery store." You know, people had people had a visceral reaction. I don't know if you guys remember this to the seatbelt laws. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to start wearing seatbelts, and now it's you know it's ubiquitous. Everybody clicks a seatbelt when they get in the car, front seat or back seat. Well, and now it's not even. I mean, in lap belts, there was a bit of kind of a middle ground where we were lap yeah. belts, and that was okay. Yeah. But now I, I would not be surprised to be having this conversation in 10 to 15 years from right now. And we're talking about pets the same way we're talking about kids versus yeah. how it was when we were growing up. Where I, people would be like, what? You used to let your dog hang out mm-hmm. the window? You didn't, they didn't have their own seatbelt? Right. And that's what this law is starting. It's starting in Florida. It may end up everywhere else that you can't. I mean, and it, it, it's basic language in what they're calling an animal abuse bill. This this goes further than just the, the car, just dogs hanging out the car and, and cats hanging out car windows and restraining pets. It goes into animal cruelty and medical testing and all of that stuff as well. But this language is in it and people are, some are saying, yes, it's about time. But there are a lot of people who are saying, are you kidding me? My dog loves to hang out the window. You are taking away my dog's joy. Maybe it comes down to how the size of the dog. Now, now that, that, that almost implies that I'm saying a small dog's not as important as a big dog. But as far as being restrained, I mean, if, if you are the size of a human, then maybe you should have, maybe the, you should, the human laws should apply. Yeah, but have you seen, like, I, I'm never smiling more on the roadways as I am when I end up at a stoplight or an intersection or drive past a car that has a dog hanging out the window or one of the big human-sized dogs, like the golden retriever that's standing on the console with his head hanging out the sunroof. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that makes me almost as happy as it's probably making well, no. the dog to hang out there. It makes you happy. And, of course, I can just contradict what I just said because if, if you use the logic of what I just said, then the smaller dogs would need to be in baby seats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They would need to be in, like, little tiny little pet carriers, like with those little, what are the, you know, the little baby things, the slings that you, <laughs> you can carry babies in now? You'd carry your little chihuahua in that in a car? You mean, you mean you don't have one of those? I don't. No. I don't put my chihuahuas in a bag. I'm not a bag. I'm not a do- chihuahua in a bag person. I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not sure I believe that.
Look at that. It's like hitting the post. I mean, literally seconds to the post. He walks in, he sits down, he gets off the phone. Are you working some big story? What's going on? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I mean, for the last, I've been on the phone for like the last 25 minutes. Like, Beth is running down the hall yelling at me going, hey, hey, you know, her usual chip herself. And uh-huh. I'm like, shh. Yeah, he got mad. <laughs> I didn't get mad. It's just like... But I mean, she's like, the studio's that way. I'm like, I I know where the studio is. But I mean, you you working on something for tonight? What's going on? Uh, No, it will not be for tonight. This is much, much bigger than a one day thing. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm trying to give you you the platform to tease whatever's going on. No, I appreciate that. I do. I mean, I there are some things that I need that I really want to lead with tonight in terms of, and I'm sure you guys probably jumped on it, but and I haven't like reached out to anyone yet to see if they can come on, but that whole city council thing last night. I've been saving that for you. Oh my gosh! Because I, I literally want to lead with that tonight. Well, uh, if you if you're talking about what I think you're talking about, yes. Which aspect are you talking about? I'm talking about the ammo. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a moment last night where there was a vote that uh, almost happened, and uh, got halfway through. Yeah, and, and, and Tark Bakari was watching this saying, is this really what's going to happen here? Are we really going to do this? Yeah, because uh, uh, I was fo- following his tweets last night, and uh, it basically comes down to, apparently, it looked like people weren't paying attention to what was being voted upon. Shocker. Um, as I as I call this up, because I, I actually sent this uh, text to, to, to Beth as it was happening last night, because uh, uh, Tark Bakari uh, response to it was just what you said. Uh, so so help me set the scene here, Brett. This was uh, a moment during the city council meeting where they're talking about voting as, uh, whether to not fund ammo for CMPD to buy more ammo for CMPD. And they're like, well, if they're not shooting people, what do they need it for? Well. They're, you know, they, they go to the shooting ranges. They're constantly practicing at the academy and everything else. So it's not just the gu- the bullets that you have in their holster at any one time. And so, but yes, it is it is necessary. And, and like I said, it's not just. I mean, you would think that you would want people constantly practicing their craft, in which they do. And if you don't buy them more ammunition to constantly practice their craft, then they can't practice their craft when the t- and so. It was just unbelievable. So they said, "Are we?" So the the proposal was to buy more ammo for CMPD, and you got one vote yes. The next thing you know, you got vo- four votes no, and you're one vote away from it failing. Yeah, and one so, vote away. And, so, and he's like, "What?" And he stopped and he goes, "Are we really going to do this?" After four council members had raised their hands, and so after he said that, "Are we really going to do this?" They voted again, and it passed six to one. Yeah, with the one dissent being Braxton Winston, who doesn't want, to be fair to Braxton, he doesn't want cops. I mean, he just doesn't. He just doesn't want. Like he's the one that wanted to basically defund the police and all that. And so, um, but it, it's just. Uh, but I know a lot of a lot of stuff happens at a city council meeting. Any city council member will tell you that there are some nights where it gets pretty tedious, and you start going through zoning issues. This was and, early. and well, no, 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 I know. But my point I'm making here is there are times yes. when you can understand how someone's eyes might glaze over yes. a little bit. This is not one of those times. No. You're voting on whether or not to fund uh, the ammunition of the CMPD, and you're getting very close to a situation here where it could have, as you say, gone the other way, and people weren't even paying attention to what was going on and again we're not talking hour three of just tedious zoning because like i i'm not going to lie to you i've covered city council meetings when they've got into stuff like that i've left the actual building went to my car and listened to music because i I can't deal with this you've zoned out on the zoning i (laughs) and they say only dads have those jokes (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, so go ahead, I, move I, on. I, yes. When I saw that last night, though, that's what caught my attention first was uh, was Tark Bakari saying, "Are we really going to do this?" Right. And uh, then wanting to know what he meant by that, and when he when he actually explained it, or, or it was explained last night. That's um, look. I mean, this is like you say, this is right out of the gate. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, when you're supposed to be at your most attentive, and so when. I saw all that coming out last night. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what What are we doing? And, like, just just going through the motions. Not Like, that That one five-minute, three-minute scenario totally encapsulates, this, um, encapsulates the city council. And that's what, I mean, that's why the city council, like, we got to spend $40,000 so we can learn how to get along with each other. And they were doing team-building processes because... Probably no city council in America hated each other more than this city council. And as one former city council member said to me, this is what happens when you don't elect adults. Well, don't forget uh, this. Uh, the the elect we're in an, another election year for them. Yes, we are. Because last year was a held over election, so 2023 we're going to be electing city council members again come this fall. What's the what was the name of that cartoon in the 90s? Happy Happy Joy Joy. Oh, Ren and Stimpy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Tuesday. We've got Jensen in the house here. We have a lot of things to catch up with you on. And uh, I, I, I want to ask your opinion on what we just were talking about. You were on the phone, so you didn't hear this. No, we, have a, I, no. we have a lot of things to play for Brett because he was on the phone. Seriously, because uh, you missed Mark's newscast a few minutes ago. Yeah, we have something. Your ears should have been burning. I, I, Don't you love it when I say things like that? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm like, I truly, I'm trying to think why my ears should have been burning. I'm like, well, I did a story last night about the cops. Uh, this know. is this is yeah. a story that you did not do. Okay. It's a story that know. may affect you. At least Mark thinks it might. Yeah. Uh, we'll we get have to that. Some, we have some tips. We have dating tips for you today. We'll get to that in a moment. And I want to ask you, since you did not hear. By the way, I got a remark from someone who, we'll read this next break or next segment as well. But someone reached out to me about and tried my dating tips for Valentine's Day mm -hmm. and I've got a response. Someone, a listener, messaged me and said, I tried your dating advice for Valentine's Day. And I am now divorced. <laughs> well, I mean, he was arrested for lawyers assault. may or may not have been called. Uh, well, there's a tease if I ever heard one. I, I had a tease. I'm just going to throw that one aside because I want to hear what you said when we come back about uh, your dating tips. And, oh, yes, if you've forgotten what those are, I can help you with that. I've, I'm always rolling Memorex over here. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Morning, BT. Women, I'm going to put this politely. <laughs> I'm going to put this politely. In in a women folk. No, this is this is regular TV speak, not cable speak. <laughs> do not assume, or do not act like physical relations is the Valentine's Day gift. No, that's 365. You need to make it special, like. You showing up and answering the door in lingerie is no different than last week, Tuesday. Like, no. Are you saying you expect that 365 No, but I mean, but no, but it's it's always on the table pretty half much the entire year. Charlotte just said, what house is he living in? <laughs> but it's usually on the table. Like, it's it's never generally off the table unless someone's sick. Only on the table? <laughs> well, I was going to say, and the counters. Whoa, yeah. Look at Beth Trauman. Look at Beth Trauman coming in there. 
Bez coming in hot. <laughs> I no, was so scared of what you were about to say, no. and now I'm no, so, still scared. But there are well, a lot of women. If he who, says it now, you took him there. Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of women act like, oh, well, you know, this, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's. No, what February 14th should should not be like, oh, well, we're doing this. Like, no, that should be in July or in August and September. So, no, you actually need to put thought into it as well. Don't assume physical relations should be the gift because I would that would really upset me. I would really upset me. What would you want as a gift, Brett Jensen? You know what? If it's not as (laughs) honestly, the the best Valentine's Day gift I ever got, honestly, was a girl that the flowers, the last girl that I ever actually really wanted to marry. Like, it was it was the one that got the last girl. Yeah, how many have there been? Two, okay. Um, Oh, two that you've wanted to marry. Yeah, one I proposed to. Where'd they go? Did they one happened? One. Well, no, it's easy. <laughs> One was because we broke up Wait. because of my job. Uh, somebody tell Vince uh, we're going to cancel his first segment. Uh, uh, first, first segment next hour, how to consummate the marriage. No, this is easy. Oh, there was, well, there was consummation going on. Okay, so this was... Uh, oh, my gosh. Listening back to that, it sounds worse than it felt in my head. That was Valentine's Day. I that know. Was That's where Brett Jensen laid down great. the plan. You know, he great. said this is... So uh, I play that. To pay off on what you said going into our last segment, which was you have had feedback from people who have used your Valentine's Day, and I didn't play all of them right there, but uh, I played you a good little taste of them. Uh, You were given dating tips for people, and uh, so people have gone out and and tried to follow your template? Yeah, um, specifically the guys when I said, you know, guys who don't want to show up at Harris Teeter's 7.30 at night on their way home. I said, you know, just stop by your your wife's favorite restaurant, get her favorite meal to go, say, honey, don't worry about the dinner. I've got the dinner taken care of. And show up with her favorite meal from her favorite restaurant. So John sent me a message, like, the next day or two days later. Mm -hmm. Sent me a private message on Facebook. I don't know who he is. He's just a listener. And he said, just want to thank you for your advice on WBT Radio on Valentine's Day about getting your girl dinner for from her favorite place. It was a hit, and I had no idea what to get her after 20 years of being with her. Just say I was curling my toes that night. Oh LOL. My gosh. Thanks a lot. Missed your show on 610 AM Radio. Wow. Okay, so he took your advice to go to the restaurant. Bring the food. Yeah, and Tommy did the same thing, except he did. Uh, he got his um, his now fiance or my producer Tommy. He went and got his now fiance a uh, her favorite pizza from her favorite pizza restaurant. That was what he did. So there you go. And he said it was a big success. So seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. If you're listening, thank you. And you also applied. Some of Brett Jensen's Valentine's Day tips. I'd like to know, is the relationship still a thing a couple of weeks later? It's the last day of February. Can you make it to March? Well, congratulations there, big guy. That's good. You 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 made someone's Valentine's Day, Brett. Yeah, I mean, I look, feel good about yourself. I mean, I was I was pleased. I was happy to get that message, and I thought it was really cool that he actually took the time to reach out and send me that message. Did you get dinner for anyone on Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. Yep. I went to Canine Cafe and got Maggie some stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, that's a perfect segue it right is. into what we needed to ask you. Because if you roll back to the end of the last segment where we were, mm-hmm. where we are now, okay. same uh, same place. I wanted to ask you what we asked people last hour. There's a bill in Florida that is making it or wants to make it against the law.
for you to allow your dog to hang its head out the window driving down the road. Mm. I agree. You do? Mm-hmm. Because you have a dog that would be the mm-hmm. size of ones that you see hanging their heads out the window a lot. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the, one of the very first things I taught Maggie um, when we got in the car was to lay down. So once the car even starts in motion, she immediately lays down in the back seat. And she will only s- sit up when the car stops and I roll the window down like at a stoplight. She'll stick her head out. And then once the car starts, she immediately lays back down because I didn't want to risk anything flying in her face or anything like that because, you know, I was sounded like one of those overprotective parents with her because she was the first dog I'd had since high school. And so I wanted to make sure nothing like that happened to her. But at the same point, when I, was, I asked a vet one time, I said, why do dogs do that? And they said, you have to understand dog smell is a thousand times more powerful than a human smell. And when they do that, it's like just this buffet of smells and odors that are rushing into their nose. Mm -hmm. And it's not the wind on their face. It's all the, all the smells that are rushing and being just, you know, shoved up there and how they love it. I call it when I take my dogs out and they, they love to sniff everything. I call it, they're checking their pee mail. (laughs) They go out and check their pee mail. We get a rush of odors in here every day. I, I got yeah. John Moore has several accounts. I think it's like, cute. Beth, you were on a roll. Like, Nine, mm. 928 on Check WBT. We have, we have several callers on the line, and we'll get to you at 704-570-1110. And, uh, by the way, Mark, uh, J- Jensen yes. did not hear the story, oh. but he's going to. Okay. He's going right. to. I'm going to make sure that he does. So we have a lot to do between now and 10 o'clock. 9.35 on WBT, Bo Beth and Brett Jensen in the house all the way till 10 a.m. I was talking headed into the last uh, segment here about this bill in Florida, Senate Bill 932 there, uh, that would really be uh, sweeping, what they call sweeping animal welfare rules. Uh, and the thing that uh, I, I mentioned to you already, Jensen, is that uh, they want to make it illegal uh, or at least a, a, an infraction that would incur you a fine if you allow your dog to stick its head out of the car window while you're driving down the road to which you said um um that you you don't do this very often in fact your dog doesn't even like to do that no not at all no i mean she may but she like i i got that out of her when she was a puppy and was old enough to listen and you know sit and you know, roll over and all that stuff. And so... Because I kind of thought you would come in here and be no. a, big, a big proponent of this. No, as a matter of fact, I don't even think dogs should be in the front seat. Um, especially well, especially on the driver's side when they're crawling all over the drivers or hanging on the dog's li- or driver's lap, whether they're the size of Beth dogs or the size of Maggie. It doesn't matter. I don't want them anywhere near the driver and the drivers. This bill would make that illegal as Good. well. Good. Dogs couldn't be in the front seat on the laps of drivers. And beyond that, not just in the back seat, you still would be technically breaking the law because Maggie would need to be harnessed, um, mm. restrained with one of those seat belt, doggy seat belts, or in a dog crate. Well, no, she wouldn't be in a crate. But yeah, you know, it's funny. Okay, you know, I don't know about the like the harness thing. Like, I, I get it. Um, that would be a little bit of an inconvenience, but I mean, trying to figure out. It's it's to protect the dog in case of a car accident. Uh, right, and so it doesn't go flying forward into the back of the seat, mm-hmm. you know, or. Or into the, the dashboard. Or no. Right, if you're in the gap, even in the back seat, and you fly through the two front seats in the middle there and hit, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I Like I said, I, but definitely I don't like the dogs in the front seat, especially crawling all over the drivers. I, you know, I don't want my dog risking getting hit something in the face with a 
sticking her head out the window doing 75 down the interstate. What about, uh, and I mentioned this last hour, but I saw, and I've seen this before, but I saw it very recently, like a few days ago, I come up to a, a stoplight, and there's a guy in front of me with a pickup truck, and he's got his dog riding in the bed of the pickup truck. I think that's illegal in most states. Well, uh, I hope it, I, I, I think it, it is. So we had a, and I said, I'm always worried about, because uh, people will tell you, oh, my dog is trained to, to walk around without a leash. They'll tell you that my dog is trained so they won't do the thing that you're worried that they will do. But what about you know what if what if a dog saw another dog at an intersection, jumped out of the bed, mm-hmm. and then started? There are all these things that I think about about how this could go. Tammy has been waiting for a long time. Seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. Who actually worked as a as a vet tech and uh, wants to weigh in on this uh, this very thing that I bring up. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for holding. Hey there. How are you? Good. Hi. Yeah, this is something I'm kind of passionate about um, because, well, one of one of the things I did experience. Uh, when I was working as a vet tech, a dog who had been in the back of a pickup truck, mm-hmm. uh, they had tied the dog with a rope, uh, but just a single rope. They weren't cross-tied or anything like that. And they went around a sharp corner. The dog <sighs> launched out of the car, uh, out of the truck, and thankfully, thankfully they realized it right away, so they stopped, but mm-hmm. not soon enough so that the dog didn't have some really, really uh, torn-up feet. Oh. Um, you know, the dog... The dog survived, but uh, he was sore for a really long time. Well, well, Tammy, what are what are do you know what the law is? Uh, I mean, uh, like Brett was saying, is it even is it even even technically uh, legal to have a dog in the, the bed of a truck? Or is there a way that if you do, you're supposed to have them restrained? I don't even know. But I know that the dog I saw the other day was just walking around the bed. And I, I thought to myself, this could go this could go wrong really fast. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, and I've been out of well, – I never was a tech here in North Carolina, so mm-hmm. I don't know what the you know what the laws would – I would tend to think that it's probably illegal because I don't even know if they allow people to be legally in the back of trucks anymore. Yeah, you're um, not supposed to have people back there, in, for sure. Inside of the cab, which you guys are talking about having – you know, all of your dogs are loose in your cab. Right. Things to think about with that is that – if you if you stop quickly, if you're in an accident, um, that dog or cat becomes a flying projectile. Mm-hmm. You know, even a cat is eight pounds. So now you've got an eight. Think about an eight pound bowling ball. You know, is going to go through the windshield. Is going to go through the side the side windows potentially. Um, if they're sitting on your lap, they've now been squashed between the airbag and you. Um, so they're most likely dead. Um, and you are more severely injured than you would have been if you only had the airbag coming at you because now you had a skeleton of a, you know, at, you know, a, an animal that's now between you and the airbag. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to be more broken uh, than you would if you just had the had the airbag. Oh my gosh, Tammy, I'm so glad that you called, yeah. and thank you for holding to, to give us all of this information, to give us perspective. Yeah, thank you, Tammy. Let's uh, let's talk to Jimmy on line three. Jimmy wants to weigh in on this Florida bill that uh, would, among other things, it, it makes it uh, illegal not to have your dog restrained properly in your car. It also uh, would, would outlaw or make it a, a, a finable offense to have your dog with the head sticking out the window, which I know a lot of people do and may not put in the same category as some of this stuff. Jimmy, what's going on welcome to good morning bt well thank you but first of all tammy is it, kind of a, a loose wire there anyway because nobody in the right mind goes for a ride with a cat 
I mean, that just right off the bat, you got to discount what she said. But I'm glad that these lawmakers have got every other problem solved, and now they have time to uh, ruin life for our dogs. My dog, I've got a Labradoodle who likes nothing better to get in the back seat. I crack the window down about halfway, sticks his head out with his mouth open, and it's the highlight of his day every day. And, uh, I, I mean, I just don't understand it. I mean, when I was a kid, we rode around in the back of pickup trucks. Yeah, we also didn't have seat belts and everything else. So, I mean, that's just silly. I mean, let's oh, be honest. I beg, I, beg your, I beg your pardon. My mother had a very strong arm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, that, and I got news for you. That steering wheel is pretty well, strong, too. The mom seat belt. Oh, yeah. we had yeah. that, too. The mom seat belt. Yeah. I mean, that's still a thing. You know? Yeah, we also <laughs> rode in the back, uh, the back hatch of the pig, long woody station wagons and everything else. Well, and, and here the same people, and we also who, uh, smoked on airplanes. <laughs> about a a couple of months ago, and this is a true story. I got a ticket for no seatbelt, and I was pulled over and given the ticket by a cop on a motorcycle. Think about that for a minute. Okay, I bet you he was wearing a helmet. And don't you? Yeah, but he come flying off that thing and hit, and he could come through my windshield and kill me. Well. You know, if you're wearing your seatbelt, you don't have to worry about that, do you? <laughs> hey, Jimmy, thanks for calling. We appreciate it, man. News Talk 1110 WBT. I, I don't know that I've ever taken my, my cat in the car. It's, it's interesting because I, ha- I used to have cats, and we would put cats in, in, uh, in, in the crate. My in-laws bring their cats with them in the to, car? to our house. Yeah, they drive. They're, they're in Florida, and they... they they drive to our house and they bring their cats. They, yeah, they, they have them, crates, but though. they're in crates. Yeah, they, yeah. they keep yeah. them in crates. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody. I'm the sure cats so. hate it. Well, the, the cats hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just another reason to hate cats in general. <laughs> and I love cats, but that's how cats are. I don't. I don't have cats anymore. My wife says that she uh, she reformed me. Now we have dogs. Good. <laughs> Ten before ten on WBT. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, talking about Florida bill that uh, wants to make it illegal for dogs to stick their heads out the window while they're riding down the road. You need to have your dogs and your pets. I guess if maybe you have a cat that wants to do this, uh, whatever it is, gerbil, ferret, anything, you got to have them restrained. If I saw someone driving down the road with a gerbil hanging out the window, I'm not quite sure what I'd do. <laughs> You would stop and ask questions is what you would do. Uh, James, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi, James. Yeah, pretty much agree with your last caller. This is just government overreach. I feel like um, in uh, in the rare occurrence that this happens, do, do, do you really need to put restrictions in place? I mean, you're taking dogs uh, from enjoying life on the once in one in a million chance that something might happen. I mean, if you're going to do this, We'll probably have to ban police dogs because the dog might get injured in the line of duty. I mean, this is nuts. Absolutely nuts. Glad you didn't make that giant leap. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> well, we can't have dogs in Army places anymore and can't have service yeah, animal dogs like, okay, in hospitals. I can't, take my, I can't take my dog on a walk. One might veer off the road and take him out. I mean, give me a break. Like, no one is saying that, dude. Literally no one is saying that. Well, not, that's like saying, well, well uh, children got to wear seatbelts now, so therefore, I don't know why we would put them on roller coasters. <laughs> I mean, that's just, no, come on. 
No, I, I, I think this is a stretch. It's an overreach. If it was happening thousands of times a year and, and dogs are getting mutilated left and right, then you probably have to do something. But I just feel well, like... I think it is happening. A lawmaker like this is probably the same one that won't restrict uh, teenage mutilation for sex changes. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I got news for you. That's in the works. Okay, well, hang on. It literally is. That's in the works. We just veered uh, in a direction that I didn't intend to go. But I, I do think that it happens thousands of times. I think, uh, I, but you never hear of, of any, uh, I mean, I've never heard of a dog being injured this way. Well, no, that's what he means. He, he means that they aren't injured thousands well, of times. But here's the thing, though. How many times do we know what causes a car wreck? It's not, there's a car wreck at South Boulevard and East Boulevard. It's not the newspaper. It's not the news. It's not on WBT. We don't do car wrecks. Nobody does car wrecks unless there's a major fatality or something like that. So a dog causing a car wreck or a dog being injured, we're not going to hear about I that. Well, I will tell you, when I lived in uh, California, there was a car wreck on the 405, and the woman... The car rolled, and the dog, it was a little white, little Maltese, came out of the car. He was fine. The dog was uninjured. But then the dog was running willy-nilly mm-hmm. down the freeway because the dog was scared to death. And so there was all this helicopter footage of all of these different people who had stopped their cars who were chasing the but, dog down the freeway. They were, And the cops were chasing, and they got the dog. Well, the dog I, was fine. This is what I worry about when you have dogs in the back of, of pickup trucks that aren't restrained. Yeah. That's, That's right. what I think of. That's right. Uh, but are you saying you think that uh, that maybe there are more uh, animals involved in accidents? We, we just don't hear or, or about Or at it? least animals hurt than yeah. we're – because, I mean, how many – seriously, think about this. Like, truly think about this. All the wrecks that happen every single day in Charlotte, how many do you hear about? Zero. Well, the question is, would you hear about it if a dog injured it, itself right, if the hanging dog out the window? No, no, you would not. I don't know if you would or not. No, I, you know why? Because no, there's not a single news person in the city of Charlotte – that goes and checks out all the no, rec reports every day. No, they do dog news. I mean, they don't, so but there's the, no way to find out. But in the day and age of social media, it would seem to me that if something like no. that happened, you might see it on a secondary source. Yeah, yeah but it it would, I think that would be extremely rare. From a, from a reporter standpoint, I think it would be relatively extremely rare to find out if a dog got hurt like, because it was not restrained in the back seat. Because people are calling in saying, you know, you're you're denying the dog of the thing they enjoy the most, sticking their head out. They, they love it. It's oh, obvious they, they, they love it. They do. Now, but I'm, I'm kind of one of those people where I see it with certain dogs. If, if it looks to me like the dog is craning its neck out the window and yep. gets sideswiped by another car, I don't like that idea. You know, if your your dog is just sticking its snout outside the window just a little bit, that's not a big deal. No, But, but I uh, think but in each of these cases, you can think of extreme cases where it, it could be a problem. I, I don't believe that there's should be a law against it like they're talking about in Florida. But I am one of those who every once in a while rides down. There have been times when I'll pull up next to somebody and the dog is so far out of the car, I'm worried that it's going to drop out. How many times does a rock hit your windshield from a truck in front of you? Oh, I have a big crack in my windshield there right now. Thank you. Now imagine that that's your dog's face. I don't ever, my dogs don't <laughs> like to hang out on right. the uh, highway. So if it's right. if it's over like 35 miles an hour, my dogs are like, I'm out, I'm out. I'm actually, I, I, I went back in the car. I'm really surprised. I thought you would be coming at this nope. from the total other direction. Nope. Like literally the first thing I taught Maggie when we went car riding was backseat, lay down. And that's what she does. She lays down in the backseat. And I've got a big dog blanket. So she doesn't get fur everywhere in the back seat. So because Golden Retriever's shed. So yeah. You got a text that said what about me? Or an email that said what? I got a I got a message from a listener that said, Bo being a reformed cat person explains a whole lot. Did they respond to you? Because I said, ask her what she means by that. I did. I said, What does that mean? And he he wrote back, We know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So you're going to bash me even though that I say that I'm a dog guy now. He might not be bashing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm going to bash somebody else. Here His name's go. Brett Jensen. Here we go. Uh, I want you to hear the news story yeah. that was in Mark Garrison's uh, 9 a.m. newscast, I believe. Right. Roll that tape, John Moore. Fast food flirting. Would you like a wife with those fries? In Racine, Wisconsin, a couple celebrating their 27th wedding anniversary at McDonald's. I am just going to have a quarter pounder meal, please. Cindy and Mark Frank Sheena celebrating at McDonald's because they met there on a chilly day 27 years ago. I was going to go through the drive-thru, but the line was too long, so I decided to park and walk inside. And that's when he noticed Cindy in the line beside him. I had turned and looked and saw her next to me in the line to my right. She said hi to me and she smiled, and when she smiled, I was like, man, wow, she is beautiful. Way too kind. No, <laughs> I mean, I was like stricken, man. She was beautiful. Think of it, he just stopped in for a bite, but it was love at first sight. And when Mark got his burger... I stopped and looked back at her, and as she got to her car, she stopped and turned to look back at me. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a done deal. I gotta go after her now. I gotta, I gotta chase her down. So he followed her. When she pulled into a nearby car wash, he stopped. They traded phone numbers. And from there, a McFlurry of romance. They got married, had three kids, now have two grandkids. You know, meeting him. He didn't come to McDonald's looking to meet <laughs> <laughs> our future husband or wife. I wouldn't trade any of it. Right, same. We're blessed. It's been, it's been yeah. wonderful. So I guess with their story, the jingle is appropriate. Ba, 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 ba. I'm loving it. Maybe Brett Jensen should hang out at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Which begs the question... Have you ever have you ever met somebody that you started dating at a restaurant, Brett? Or have you met them at a restaurant and then followed them to a car wash? See, that was what I took <laughs> out of that whole thing. That's it's like, okay, it makes sense to go to McDonald's every year. People often go to where the places they meet meet, you know, are met. But to follow them to the car wash, that's literally what I took. It's like, yeah, you're getting arrested today. Twenty seven <laughs> well. years ago you could get away with it. Today, like the cops are being called. Um, no, See? I've never the only person I've ever met in a restaurant um was someone that I was, like, if I was working at a restaurant back in the day, you know, college, immediately after college, you know, you co So you've never gone up to someone at the bar? No, no, at a bar. Bars, yes. Restaurants, no. But the, you don't go to the bars that have restaurants in them? Well, I mean, I guess they do. I mean, but, you know, I was usually going Would to Would you be open to a, 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 a meeting someone at a fast food joint like that? Yeah. Because I mean, you didn't say what I thought you were going to say. No, I mean. Remember what was, I said? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I keep thinking of that. I've never, ever in my entire life, and it was like one of these stats that, uh, like, like a lot of people meet at grocery stores, but I've never, ever, ever, ever yeah. spoken or hit on a girl at a grocery store before. I've just never done it. And all I keep thinking is that but would you the, at a McDonald's? The scene, I would. I mean, well, I mean, I, I thought hit. you were going to say oh, only at Del Frisco's. No, 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 no. <laughs> that actually, I, I have at Del Frisco's. I take that back. Of course, I, he has. I take that back. Hey, I take that right. back. <laughs>